Welcome everyone to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Roundtable discussion. We uh, were like, you know what's fun? Geeking about geeking out about stuff we love with people who love this stuff more than me. Uh, so let's just get right into it because we had to start a little late for technical issues because why not? Uh, first off, let's start with our introductions with Caroline. Hey guys, I'm Caroline Medley Freeman. I am the co-host of the Defining Disney podcast. I am also a former Disney cast member and aspiring screenwriter, among many other things. So I feel that I'm pretty uniquely qualified to talk about Marvel. Um, I started writing an Age of Ultron script uh, before the first Avengers even came out, and I was like 17. So... It's it's been a long time that I've been a big MCU fan. Uh, I would have to say my favorite MCU movie is probably Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Uh, no shame. It is. It's not an Avengers movie, but it's the best MCU movie in my personal. It is what it is. <laughs> um, and then I think my favorite MCU character that's not in TV or movies yet is Dazzler. Um, she is an X-Men member. Uh, she, her powers are basically to take, uh, sound and turn it into light. Uh, and so she moonlights as a performer, um, throughout the different decades. She does disco, she does punk rock, she does all kinds of different things, and she makes her own light shows because she turns her sound into light. I kind of need to see that now. Yeah, it's pretty like, exciting. I'm like, where is it? Disney, hit me up. They, so they were going to do a show with her when before Disney bought Fox, but it's been since canceled. Um, it was going to be animated and on Hulu. So that would have been so good. Sad day, but she will eventually make her way back. Oh yeah, we know it. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> oh, wonderful! Thank you so much. Uh, next, we have Kate Hogan. That's never Hi, everyone. I said your name right. Correct. I hope I said your name right. Yes, yes, you said it perfectly. <laughs> Um, well, hi, everyone. I'm Kate Hogan. I am the lead entertainment and news writer for Chip and Co. The blog. Um, I got to say, my favorite Marvel character that has not yet appeared in any films or television, um, though we already know that we're going to be getting this superhero, I am stoked to see Nova come on board. Um, more than likely, we're probably not going to get until Phase 5. I'm hoping for a cameo in Phase 4. That's a lot of hoping, but I'm <laughs> so excited to have that happen. Um, my favorite MCU movie, Caroline knows this too, because it's Captain America, The Winter Soldier. I still think that twist of Hydra infiltrating S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to go down as one of the best twists in the MCU. I'm sure that's up for debate, but not in this house. <laughs> <laughs> We love that. Oh my, yeah, and the fact that Gary Shamlin has a cameo is I can yes. spend six hours talking about uh, that man just alone. Just that alone. Yeah, I really, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that just like blew my mind. Uh, like, oh, my, of course, my cat is trying to ruin it. Oh, get out of here. Uh, and last but not least, we have the one and only Nat. Woo! Yay! For everyone out there, this is Nat's first live stream, so be nice. Yes. But so far, you're doing great. Thank you. It's my first live anything, honestly. I mean, other than being alive. But hello, everybody. Um, I'm Matt. Uh, I'm a SCAD alumni and also a former cast member. On top of that, um, I consider myself a creative. Take with that what you will. I don't know what I will be doing with my life, but it's going to be creative. Um, uh, let's see. My favorite MCU character that has yet to be on screen has to be 
Spider-Woman. I love the Spidey family and I really need Spider-Woman. Like just when is it coming? Disney, Marvel, please, I need it. Um, and obviously if Spider-Woman is my fave that hasn't been on MCU, which movie do you think is my favorite? None other than Spider-Man Homecoming because Tom Holland, everybody. Yes. Oh my goodness. He made me like realize that this is the Peter Parker I need, yeah. you know? They found real life Peter Parker. Like, I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. like, thank you. <laughs> you did it. A little ridiculous. Like he's just, I, I, you know, I knew that I was old when I watched, um, uh, uh, was it uh, Homecoming when they had that moment where him and MJ had like little rom-com moment and then I was like oh those kids are so adorable like it didn't thrill <laughs> me like it was, I didn't look them as like sexual objects they looked like children to me children. Was, like, it was like watching your kids go to prom I'm like oh they're so cute <laughs> babies oh gosh shout out from uh, the one and only uh, my Free. one of my best friends in the world Bree my uh, business partner producer and one of my besties Bree Bree shout out Bree Bree Hey, Brie, we couldn't fit. We could, I'll tell you later, but we couldn't get it to stream on Facebook. But thanks for watching on YouTube. Yes. <laughs> That's all Catch that it anywhere you can. <laughs> no, get out of here. Uh, so, I, want, I mean, obviously, there's just so many things to talk about within the MCU besides the fact, like, um, now, were you all comic book people who, like, then found the MCU? Or I, my route was, like, I used to love the X-Men cartoons, a long gap of absolutely nothing, and then I saw Iron Man, and then I was, like, a 30-year-old nerd for the first time. <laughs> or 20-something-year-old nerd at that time. So, for me, I... My most of my exposure to comic anything was TV and movies growing up, but also my dad is a big Marvel nerd. He was into X Men when he was a kid. Um, his nickname around the office when I was growing up was Nightcrawler because <laughs> he had a knack for disappearing when people were looking for him most and reappearing somewhere completely different. Uh, so that that's been his nickname for a long time, and and Kurt is a. Uh, a particular favorite of his so i was you know very big into the x-men movies when they first came out oh, yeah. uh, x-men the original in 2000 uh i was a grand total of seven years old so i know i'm such a baby <laughs> these two are more baby than me i just turned 23 so. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, so I didn't watch them when they first came out, but as I was becoming a teenager and kind of getting more into that kind of stuff, <laughs> that's, that's my dad. Aww. Yes, shout Thank out to dad. dad. Your dad knows how to comment on a YouTube or Facebook post on a yes. yard, so yes. wow. Pretty <laughs> cool. He did it. He's retired from uh, computer programming, so he is, he is a techie. Um, See, all three of us are like, now this makes sense. <laughs> That's why she's good at tech. Yeah. <laughs> um, but as I was kind of getting more and more into comics and watching those movies for the first time, Iron Man came out in 2008, and I became, like, totally obsessed with it, especially once they did that post credit scene with Nick Fury referring to a larger universe, and then there was all this news of, like, they're going to start making Avengers movies, and I was like, so let's do it. <laughs> And uh, yeah, when they when they had announced that their their full slate of Avengers people was going to be, you know, we we had all of the people that we had seen so far, and then we knew that hey Steven, um, yeah, we knew that Thor and Captain America were also going to be coming um, the following year. I guess this is in 2010. My dad and I sat down and we looked at um, 
the who the roster was and who it was going to be and we said okay so who are they missing for like the og avengers like who mm-hmm. has to be included eventually and we said okay well ant-man he's missing and that led me down the path of ultron's eventually coming and so that's how that age of ultron screenplay bits and pieces came about and it's just what i did in my spare time i was like okay this is eventually coming i'm just gonna send it to joss whedon casual whatever i had a lot of confidence as a high schooler i mean really. you find an email and you just send it right that's how it works believe it or not not always but once in a while it does i've had some luck through twitter that i'm still like uh that wasn't supposed to your pr people totally said no to me but thank you <laughs> Anything, you know, anything yeah. to get a response. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So sh- I like, you know what? I- I'm happy that you're a confident high schooler. And also, your dad sounds like the coolest and what I want to be with my daughter when she gets older. Aw. Yeah. So sh- shout out Mr. Caroline's dad for being the man. <laughs> Kate, what about you? Um, oh, God. My introduction. So my introduction is probably the animated series. Um, I... X-Men? I wish I could say that I was, like, super into TV as a kid. Um, I my, my introduction to superheroes in general <laughs> was um, probably the original Spider-Man series. But then, like, my the first time I got interested in superheroes, <sighs> this is a treacherous moment, was Teen Titans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know that's not a topic for this, but that was when I was like, hey these guys are cool. What can I learn? And then so shortly to me, shortly after having seen that um, and and getting the interest in is when Iron Man came out. Um, The films sparked more, but I did read comics a bit with some friends throughout high school and college, more so in college. And especially after I met my husband, um, because it was one of those things where it it wasn't like, oh, I got to impress him or anything. It was, I was showing interest and he was like, wait, this is something I can show her because she's actually interested. It wasn't like a, oh, you know, let me read comics and watch these movies because this, you know, this boy does. And it was like, no, it was like, I was just, I was just interested. Um, regardless like, of his involvement. All the things. <laughs> and, and I, I won't show you the where, world. Yeah. And I've gotten to the point now where he has to come to me. <laughs> so it's come full circle <laughs> where he'll be like, Hey, you know, what, what, what was this? And, you know, it, it, it's just, it's been really fun. Cause it's something we can share and grow in together in our relationship. But it's also something we both have just, you know, loved since our introduction. That's how my wife and I are with um, Star Wars Mandalorian. It's my first time I'm like <laughs> a real Star Wars fan. And she's like uber nerd. So like I have to ask her so many questions, which and she's like delighted. Like, oh, can we tell you everything? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, a, here, let's go through all the books, you know? Yeah. He even has a, he has a book that's like, it's literally every Marvel character ever. And it's just like an encyclopedia of even the smallest appearance. Um, he, he gifted it to his brother, but we're looking to get another copy. So you're getting to the Netflix TV stuff too. Oh yeah. Like it's everything up until I think 2016. Oh. So it's like everything. It's, it's comics, it's television and it's MCU. Whoa. Yeah. I have to, I have to find that book. I got to interview um, this great stuntman actor from my podcast a few years back, but he was in a, he's a, he was in a lot of the Marvel shows. But um, mm-hmm. if you remember Luke Cage when he's getting yes. when he robs Method Man, he's the guy who rips off his face. And, um, <laughs> really nice guy. I'm like, I'm gonna find him. I'm like David, you're in this book. I gotta show you. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but 
That is so wonderful. Oh, uh, Nat, first off, the best background. No, actually, I think it goes Nat, Kate, Caroline, but <laughs> me in terms of order of best background. <laughs> Thank you. I've decided to, you know, showcase my I little. I see TV8, I see Spider-Man. Yes, I, I decided America. to just show all of my little interests behind me. Um, you know, and it also leads me perfectly to how I got introduced to um, the world of superheroes and especially Marvel. Um, my mom was a huge, huge fan of Wonder Woman for the longest time. So my first introduction was purely DC. Um, I knew everything I needed to know at a young age. It was like, these are the basics. Nothing else matters. <laughs> Wonder Woman number one. And I was like, all right, mom, yes. <laughs> um, but then came the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. This is how I got introduced to Marvel entirely. I will literally just die <laughs> if it weren't for these Marvel movies. If, if it weren't for Spider-Man and these Marvel movies, I would have not become a Marvel fan. So after that, obviously, I got a little bit more interested in comics. Um, I started more... Um, I noticed that I became more lenient to DC when the DC shows came around. Yeah, same. Like, legit... Uh, my husband and I met and like only interacted because I was wearing a Flash t-shirt in in college and he was like, I like the Flash. Do you want to come hang out? And I was like, yeah. That sounds like great. Um, and I will claim till I die that um, I only married him because he has a Captain America shield that he made yes. himself. Can you so, post a picture of that afterwards? I gotta I mean, see that it's shield. It's like right here in the background, but I'm not gonna go get it because I swear everything's gonna fall back there. Yeah, that will happen. <laughs> I will post the picture. Um, he had this Captain American shield made and I was like, oh my God, you're a giant nerd. All right, I like this. And then he showed me his comic book collection. <laughs> and then I was like, all right, I can stick around <laughs> for the comic books. <laughs> So if anyone is a huge Marvel fan, it's him. I'm just kind of associated <laughs> and, and started getting more involved and, um, and started watching a little bit of the Netflix shows with him. Uh, but my heart lies with DC, quite honestly. If it weren't for Spidey, I don't think I would be all in with Marvel. Sorry, <laughs> Disney sue me. <laughs> like Spider-Man, Tom Holland, the reason I'm here. You understand. <laughs> the love for Spider-Man is real. Speaking of DVC TV shows, just for anyone listening, my daughter's name is Felicity, and that is where we got oh. her name Carol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not like she's not named after the character, but that's where we heard the name that it became Felicity. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. We have a very similar story with our daughter. Um, I, I mean, I'm sure all of you are aware of the show Agents, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. Um, it's not the same spelling, but ours is named Gemma. So, <laughs> yeah, and it was funny because at first everyone was like, is that intentional? And we're like, it's a happy coincidence. <laughs> we're <laughs> <bad water. laughs> uh, so, I love that. So uh, one of the first things I would love to ask everyone about is um, I know the investors' day has you know come and go, come and went since, but I mean I don't know about you. Every day it just feels like I'm still like, wait, what? What? Like I I know Caroline said you were watching it while it happened. I watched all the stuff on YouTube like throughout the days. But anything that jumped out that uh, you're excited for or like surprised by? Caroline, you want to start us off? Oh yeah, gosh, Caroline, yeah. Go ahead. 
Um, so, and Caitlin and I will probably say this several times during the show. So we frequently will discuss like rumors that come out, especially because like I'm very plugged into like the YouTube rumor mill and she obviously is very plugged into the press and like Hollywood insiders and trades and stuff. And so we like get together every couple of weeks and go, Hey, did you hear this? Hey, did you hear this? This is what we think is going to happen. And we like come to a consensus typically on, yes, this is exactly what's happening. We figured out probably back in June or July this year. No, last year. I was going to say it was earlier. It was when you came to Orlando for 4th of July. And we figured out in 2019 that an Ironheart series was coming. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we we put all the pieces together. We We put the pieces together. We're like, it has to happen. So much history. Since then, we have started writing uh, a pilot, basically, uh, for Ironheart featuring... Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband, Stephen, in all of his uh, ingenious glory, came up with this idea that there is somewhere, and you know, with the multiverse theory, there is an infinite number of universes with infinitesimally small changes that, <laughs> with infinitesimally small changes that make it super, super similar to the current universe at hand. Mm-hmm. And yes. his thought was that there is a universe out there somewhere that is exactly like the MCU, except instead of Peter Parker, Tony took Riri Williams under his wing. And when Endgame happened, it was her that, it was her that he lost to the snap. It was her that came up to him and, you know, Mr. Stark, we did it as he's dying. And <laughs> no, I don't need to cry over Peter Parker today. I cry every day. Can we not? So we have this theory that because we know that the multiverse is coming and that Peter's going to do some kind of traveling through it, which we'll get to later, mm-hmm. our theory is that he gets to Riri's universe and he helps her kind of process and go through the same thing that he went through in Far From Home in terms of figuring out who he is after Tony. And she would have him to help her through that process. And then, fingers crossed, he would bring her back to his universe and then we would get both of them in the Young Adventures. <laughs> oh my god, that would be fantastic! Um, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm like, that's our storyline for the Ironheart series. Obviously, we don't know if that's what Feige's gonna go for, but we started writing this back in like May or June. Um, yeah. After Caitlin had an interview with uh, somebody through Chip and Co, who uh, she talked to about sending him some of her work in terms of screenwriting and so we were like let's do it let's yeah. write the thing and then life happened and my podcast <laughs> exploded and she moved and chip and co has also just continued to explode in terms of what she's doing and her businesses are going great she can plug yeah. those later when we when we talk about where, we can, where y'all can find us uh yeah. and so we haven't gotten a whole lot of it going but I'm really hoping that we can actually like figure something out and send it to someone. <laughs> I would imagine that Ironheart still Ironheart's probably still a long ways down the road, but they have cast her. So like mm-hmm. um I'm pretty excited and I really hope we can actually like put something together and send it in. 
or worst comes to worst, we can say, hey, um, you can timestamp these and this is why you should hire us because we were already on the same page. <laughs> we were already on it before you even announced it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or just make like, it like a- the script, uh, just film it. Let us yeah. know, pay yeah, us later. Do you need a, need a podcast series that we can make for you that's non-canon and just give us all oh, the money? Man, I think, oh, I think we would... could handle that. <laughs> Matt, did you wanna... yeah, Ironheart <laughs> overall, that's my long version, but Ironheart overall. <laughs> no, I, I love the long version. You included Peter Parker. You got you got <laughs> hey, look at that. You said Peter Parker up. and I was like, whoop! Hello? <laughs> this is so great. Oh, so Kate, what about you? Any uh any big things that jumped out of your for your personal excitement of the investor call that you were surprised by? Caroline knows this because I literally screamed it to her when I got out of my daytime job and finally got caught up with what was going on. And all I could say was, I called it, 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 I called it. Fantastic Four reboot. 100% Caroline can vouch for this. In 2018 is when I said, I think we're gonna get Fantastic Four in phase four. And everyone's like, no, they're not gonna do that. It's too soon. Like they've got other stories that they have to do. And I was like, nope. I said, I said, we're gonna get either it's going to be in phase four or announced during phase four. And I said, because there's no way they're going to be able to continue past Endgame without them. And I really feel like that's true. Um, it's finally been confirmed now with Investor's Day. It's been rumored for months now. Uh, my hope is that the John Krasinski casting is 100% correct for Reed Richards. Um, Emily Blunt as Sue Storm. I'm here for it. I'm so excited. I know that that's not confirmed yet. I'm not saying that it is. I'm saying that is my deepest wish and hope, but I am stoked that we're getting a Fantastic Four. How crazy of you if we get the Office revival and him and Fantastic <laughs> I was just reading about what's them going to Peacock. That's sounding like more and more likely. Yeah. Well, and, more- and, yeah, and the thing is, is that if you look at the comics in recent years, Reed is taking on a very similar likeness to John. And I don't think that's debatable. And that's one of the things that makes me so excited about this because they've been rumored on the major Marvel list for a long time. So to finally see that happen, I'm so excited to see what they can bring to the table. Hey. Yeah, Stephen that Friedman, that's who you know. <laughs> oh, he's, that's my husband. He's saying oh, hi else who's watching. <laughs> hi, Aaron. Aaron. Hi, Aaron. <laughs> Oh, that's so cool. Oh, that was so wonderful. So now, what about any um, anything that's jumped out of you from the investors call right. that you were like, well, oh my God, I can't wait for? I mean, anything Spider-Man at this point. But okay, another yeah. thing would probably be Miss um, Marvel, obviously. Mm. I mean, yep. come on, we needed something, something so fresh like Miss Marvel. And I'm so excited. I got you know, to read the first few com- comics that got released of it. And I'm just so excited to see what happens with it, like where they actually truly take her. Because she's such a great character that it, it it needs to be, you know, released. We need the representation. And I'm so excited that they decided to announce it. Be, I, I'm so glad the actor, too. I love that because actually, to be, to be truthful, I don't know anything about Miss Marvel. Yeah. And the fact yeah. that it's like a teenager... I think that is like, uh, like oh, good, because, you know, sometimes kids, younger people need to see them, like, their age on there. Like, mm-hmm. oh, cool, like a decade, my daughter could watch that, because she might not yeah. like Iron Man, or probably ever, because kids always hate what you like. <laughs> yeah, that sums it up. Oh, shout out, Chad, what's up, Chad? That's oh. one of our friends from Turtle Rocket Books. Richard, mute. 
Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. yes. Reed Richards. Yeah. John Watts is directing both Spider-Man three and Fantastic Four. John Watts has directed all the MCU Spider-Man movies, so it would totally make sense for Peter to cross over in a Fantastic Four. I mean, all it would Just take is a properly placed. In- all it would take is a properly placed internship. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> what else is Peter gonna do? Go to school? Come on, guys. <laughs> Peter Parker. I, I was the one that surprised me. The one I'm the most curious for is the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it'd be so cool. That one was like a oh. So I gotta throw this in. Obviously, it's not something they announced, but when he was talking about the Guardians Christmas special, Kevin Feige said, "You know, Disney Plus is a place that we can do things that we normally wouldn't have a place for." I want the Avengers musical special because every <laughs> single one of those people can sing, all of them, and some of them mm-hmm. even have like EPs that they've released, like Jeremy Renner. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, make the Avengers sing. <laughs> I Avengers musical. I need it. I need it in my as life. A musical theater nerd, as a Marvel nerd, we need this. Where is it, Disney? Right. You got the funds. Do it. If Joss Whedon didn't turn out to be such an awful person, he could have directed it. <laughs> or allegedly awful person. I'm, oh, I, I haven't followed all that stuff. Just going to take musical. a sip of that. <laughs> I, I, I love the Book of Mormon, so we should give it to the South Park guys, and they could do it. because. Well, so Christian Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez are writing the theme songs for WandaVision. They would totally... What? Yeah. The yeah. Yeah. They, they so well. I can confirm that one. <laughs> so they they've announced that they're writing the theme songs for WandaVision. I think each different decade is getting a different theme song is is the rumor. It's it's what's been bounced around. And so um they released one of the songs on one of the recent clips that they dropped and it's super fun and it's super 50s and i'm obsessed i feel I'm like just i will never say anything else I'm just <laughs> listen to that on repeat if you thought that let it go was an earworm oh just wait <laughs> i'm not ready I've had one of, I've, I've had a portion stuck in my head for what since friday <laughs> So three days now, going on three days strong. (laughs) I would love that. That that makes me I love like alternate ideas. I remember I was doing a podcast interview and it turned into us like shooting like fun Marvel ideas. And there's a scene in Spider-Man Homecoming right before he tells MJ he's Spider-Man where they're walking on the bridge. I was like, I want to go someone to go back and someone needs to make, I don't know if anyone's ever seen before Sunset with Ethan Hawke and just make a straight up rom-com. I just want to see those two walking through like Prague on like a first date for two hours. No superheroes. I, I just... Just wholesome Peter Parker and MJ hanging and Zendaya out. is just like, come she's, on. She's wonderful. I love her. Natural yeah. treasures, both of those two. I could imagine, too, it's like not not quite the same thing as like, you know, in the movies where you see like the guy pull out the rain when she's not looking, like with the necklace. Like, yeah, I would I would absolutely love that. Him almost dropping it and using his webs real quick to get it before it falls off the bridge, you know, something like that. Oh, I'm here for it. It's for itself. Chad, You're all discussing writing credits for this. There we go. Yeah. There you yes, go. I agree with Chad's comment. Wow. Hugh Jackman, where are you at? Love you. Chad, that Bring is Bring him back. Make it a Marvel musical. We can do this. I mean, it must be like Agony from Into the Woods. Yes. I'm pretty sure that's what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I feel like if anyone in the world, you three can pull this off. <laughs> Do it. It's like, let me know. I'll come up with lyrics on the spot. <laughs> I will do anything to be a part of this. Please just let me in. Just let me in your cool club. Can I meet Tom Holland? <laughs> Thomas, please. I, I, I don't know if I can handle meeting him. It would be too weird because everyone else I would know is an actor. Like I would have that, but for him, I cannot make a separation of him from Spider-Man, like Robert Downey Jr., anyone else in five. Parker, I would see him and call him Peter, and he'd be like, that's not my name. I'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. I think he is Peter Parker. I'm like, just come on, swing. I won't tell you. <laughs> come on. We know that accent fake. It's okay. <laughs> so uh, one question I was wondering for everyone, too, like, are you, uh, with, you know, all the stuff that they've announced, Marvel obviously has not been so great, especially for people of color or women in terms of leads. So going into phase five, it looks like they're trying to course correct. Yeah. Um, so are you happy with some of the changes that we're going to be selling forward? I mean, we've got WandaVision coming on Friday. Oh, my. I believe Friday. Yeah, Friday. Yeah. 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 Oh. yeah. <laughs> I definitely think that they're moving in the right direction. I mean, they're clearly being more conscious not just to have more female leads and more mm -hmm. leads of color, but they're also kind of spreading the wealth. They're not just yeah. casting Black leads or just Latinx leads or just mm -hmm. Asian leads. They're kind of spreading it and they're, you know, making sure that there are lots of different characters of many different colors and i think that seeing that kind of representation on screen is very important um because our world is not one single color mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. while all black properties like black panther are awesome oh, yeah. we also need to realistically depict the u.s in that the u.s is a melting pot of many different colors and so there should be Lots of Black actors, lots of Latinx actors, lots of Asian actors, lots of Arab American actors, you know, all in the same show. Oh, I, yeah, I thought Spider-Man did the best with that. When they showed Queens, it looked like Queens. I actually saw it in Queens, yeah. and the theater looked like his cafeteria. Like, and that's the I grew up in an environment that looked much like that. I was like, yeah, that's that's what I'm whenever mm -hmm. I've been where I grew up or when I've gone to New York, that's what it looks like. Absolutely. I actually, the fact that they added... Um, uh, was it one of the Russo brothers was played a homosexual character in yeah. Endgame? Which yep. I understand with the international market, the fact wherever I was just blown away. Not only for them to do it, but have a, the Russo brother to take that on. I was I, I also have a deep love for those. I'm a huge community fan, so I just love those men so much. Like they can do anything. Click <laughs> <laughs> their name to it and you'll buy it. <laughs> yeah, 100%. It's like, just take my money. Uh, what about you, Kate? What are your thoughts on uh, they're, they're moving forwards with more women and people of color? Both behind uh, number two, which I think is really wonderful. Yeah, um, I've shared this with a few friends. And I mean, I think that there's always work to be done. But they say, you know, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is to plant one now. Um, I just wish that we didn't have to prove that these stories have been worth telling for years. And we could have been enjoying them with friends and family. You know, pre-COVID would have been great. <laughs> um, but just there's so many fantastic worlds and characters that we could have explored that, you know, it, it's it's a shame that it has to feel socially acceptable in order to do that when they've always been there. But I'm loving the spotlight. I, I'm loving that there's more integration. I can't wait to be able to see more of those things. I, I mean, beginning, getting kind of a culture shock too of, I grew up in the Midwest. I grew up in a town where there was 5,000 people. And 
you know, <laughs> I didn't have that diverse culture when I grew up. I, I didn't have it. It just didn't happen. Mm. And so to be able to learn about cultures, even though, you know, they might be altered for film when it comes to like costuming, location and things like that. But it's piqued curiosities that I didn't have before. Um, so it's it's one of those things where I'm hoping that there are a lot of people in the audience that are also feeling the same way that I am. It's not that we were blind to that it was a thing. It's just we didn't have that exposure. Of course. This is a way that we can introduce that to a whole entire audience that has never been able to walk out their door and experience that for themselves. And and that's why I really feel like this is a step in the right direction. I just wish we would have started walking sooner. I couldn't agree with that more. That is wonderful. Yeah, ditto. 100% you both <laughs> got it. Like, what else can you say? Literally just obviously do... more improvement, but thank you for doing what you're doing, you know? I do want to slide in a little bit of a discussion about um, specifically colorism, because mm -hmm. while there are more people of color being portrayed on screen, there are lots of them who are very light skinned, mm -hmm. who are, you know, if they're not white passing, they're still very light skinned. And in many cultures, that is seen as more desirable. And there's a stigma there that the entertainment industry needs to be involved in breaking. So there is a little bit of a, I would say a conundrum here, because yes, you want to cast the right actor for the part, but at the same time, you have a responsibility to see all colors on screen and that includes the darker side of those shades of color um so you know storm very typically in comics she's portrayed as very dark-skinned so they had better cast a dark-skinned black woman to play that role mm. um there's been a little bit of controversy in terms of their castings for both miss marvel and for uh, america chavez um they are more light-skinned than they are portrayed in the comics. It's obviously hard to match, you know, a real-life person to a comic because it is a drawing. You're not going to find, you know, somebody's skin tone that is, you know, this pencil shade. But at the same time, it's something we need to be conscious of moving forward. And I think that, you know, Disney and Marvel do have that responsibility that they need to embrace. That's an excellent point. I, I actually have not thought of that. that. That's a really wonderful point. Well, and, and it's a big difference, too, in, like, the casting originally in Iron Man 1. We had Terrence Howard playing Rhodey, the difference between him and Don Cheadle. I mean, there were so many complaints about, oh, well, you should have tried to find someone who looked more like Terrence Howard. It, it wasn't about that. It's who can bring the character to life and be more realistic while also understanding the demand of the industry and what it's going to mean for you as an actor and being able to step up to that plate. Um, and so I think that that would be a great way for people start looking at it is that it's not about it's it's not even just about appearances it's about proper representation yes oh that is so cool we're on someone's tv right now i'm like yeah, oh, great. Great. Even, please let me know how i look on a tv I would, <laughs> you know, I'll, have to, I'll send my headshots to to disney be like hi Wait, they're hiring a social media manager for Star Wars. Hello? Disney, <laughs> if you're listening, I will do anything. Take me back. 
my, uh, my old neighbor, when I, I lived in Providence for a long time, he worked for Hasbro before the new The Force Awakens was coming out, mm-hmm. and he was like in charge of doing all the toys. So we spent a year or two harassing him every day, and he's like, <laughs> I will be fired so fast if I say anything. So he'd be shoveling snow. Like he lived upstairs in our in our apartment complex. Um, he's like, I, I, he's like telling me stories. It's like someone pulled their phone out once in the wrong building, and they were they were they were removed. I can't tell you any. So of course, I spent like two oh years gosh. trying to get every little detail. So he knew every. I don't know how much he knew, but he knew pieces about the Force Awakens before it came out from the that's toy line. Oh, yep. So that's why they. Yeah. I was gonna say that's why that's why Baby Yoda. Uh, Grogu wound up being one of the biggest secrets ever kept in Star Wars because they didn't do merchandise and they honored that request. So yeah, it's yeah, that is definitely yeah, something that would have to keep a tight lip. Yeah, oh, maybe Yoda <laughs> would have to buy up here. Oh, my daughter plays with uh, Grogu or maybe maybe Yoda as it's a baby doll, but it talks. So she like takes body, she runs around and sings and dances. Like she treats it like a baby doll and I'm like yes, that's so cute. <laughs> I love that. Oh, baby Yoda. Oh, Annette, did you have anything to, anything you wanted to add to that as well? Uh, what are your thoughts? Well, I know you mentioned Miss Marvel, which I think that's kind of which is incredible. Yes, I still think that you know they're they're doing good and they did good with Miss Marvel. They could have done better, and that can be said with many things. Yeah, but it start it has to start somewhere, you know. And we also need to understand. Um, and this is personal because um, I'm actually Latina. I'm from Puerto Rico. I and I am the most palest of my family i hello i don't look at you know you will look at me and you would think i was entirely white um so even though yes i do agree that we do need more representation every shade needs to be represented i do i do enjoy that i do get represented i do i do agree that it's a privilege that i you know can be represented so easily um but yeah, Disney, Marvel, all of you, everyone, not even just Marvel and Disney. This right, is absolutely. everyone. The entire entertainment industry needs to hear this. We love what you're doing, but we need more. The world is just so many different kinds of people, and they all deserve to be represented. And Shout then- out to our producer, one of our producers, Chris Ball. Yay! <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I, it's, a, it's a weird thing. We're all like, just like, shut up and take our money. We're like, we want to give you more money. Just, just, just take it. <laughs> if we get right, you'll get my money. Just... Yeah, just, oh. And, and I think it's so important to see this also behind the stuff you don't see, especially behind camera. We need more creative voices. Uh, like, I know it's not Marvel, but even like the movie Soul just came out. Like, yes. was, it, I've never seen black culture depicted so well, but not in a way they're like pointing out and like, Look at us, we're great. It was just like this just happens to be the movie. Right. It's not it's the it's the melancholy of life. Like that's that's the the genius behind it. It's literally just life happening. Yeah. You know? And, and that's that's what everyone needs because that's the shared experience. We all go through the human experience. I'm hoping they build out some more of the people from Captain Marvel too. I, I think it sounds like they were gonna too. There were some really great characters in that. I mean, I'm just I'm so excited for what they're gonna do. It, it's oh man, especially after the year we all had last year, there was just nice to have something to have um hold on to some hope. Like it was the first time I like I understood fantasy for them. Like <laughs> people like it this much because I needed an hour or two hours or just something to look forward to. Like mm-hmm. oh, it's so wonderful. So, I mean, like anything, Marvel's not perfect, and that's mm-hmm. totally, 
like what is uh but what would you say would be uh the mcu's well what oh this is a good one this is a caroline wrote this quote caroline wrote a lot of wonderful questions for everyone watching uh what do you, first off what is the worst mcu film thor the dark world yes thor yep. same dark world. sorry same. <laughs> even uh, that- even the writer of it, Zach Sten, says on Twitter all the time, and he craps on it. He's like, "Not my fault." <laughs> if you can't laugh at yourself, that I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Chris Hemsworth and Natalie Portman. It, there's only so much you can do with your script, but yeah, I don't think anyone can really contest that. I mean, I've had people that are trying like, "Well, why not the Incredible Thor? No, or the Incredible Hulk?" Like, no, 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 that's still worse. The Dark World still worse. It's like if you weigh yeah. them on scale. Just... No, it's just, it felt so out of place in the MCU timeline. I mean, you know, one of the things that really took me off is that it, it, it lacked key elements that made, that would have made it interesting. And one of the things that I like that Marvel's been doing now is they're not making one-off villains. They're making villains that we are becoming invested in, that we want to either see succeed or see completely in the downfall, but it doesn't need to be in one film. And I feel like... <sighs> There, there wasn't really it was used as like a plot device and that was about it it's like oh where's the guy now where's the yes and it's like it, it it felt like almost no matter like all of the events that happened within that movie it's like they never happened in the rest of the mcu except for obviously that iconic scene where they're making fun of what happened with loki with matt damon who i didn't realize at first was even matt damon until i was like the seventh time watching you know watching Ragnarok. like wait a second I Matt Damon. I know him. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that they definitely. Hi, <laughs> I definitely think that the films varied. Hi, mom. I know that they um, the Thor films were very iconic, each with their own ways. I'm excited to see what Take Out Titi is doing with Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, I think he's been an excellent addition, and I think he revitalized the franchise for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's going to go down as the the bottom of the run for the MCU and it's gonna be like okay here's what not to do and let's move forward <laughs> and honestly like if you can't do something with that kind of a cast like Chris Hemsworth oh my Natalie gosh. Shortman, Stellan Skarsgård yeah Eccleston yeah uh Tishman Hunsu like how do you how do you waste those people I'm sorry Idris Wait, Elba. No, yeah Tishman Hunsu is Korath that's the wrong movie Idris Elba it, well Yes, Idris Elba is Heimdall. I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to remember who plays um, Curse. I can't remember. I can't come up with I can't name. remember off the top of my head. I don't know actor names <laughs> that well, so don't ask me. But like, Girl, your parents seem like the sweetest people. <laughs> they, and they have been super supportive of all of my creative efforts over the last uh, six months or so. So that's been... Uh, it's been pretty great for me. And that's my husband. Yep, agreed. They all can't be winners, right? And that's okay. You gotta have a couple losers. It's just how it is. That's mm-hmm. life. Not everything can stick. So just, you could just watch the entirety of the MCU and entirely skip, you know, Dark World if you would want. <laughs> it doesn't really feel, yeah, it doesn't really feel like anything's changed. You could. And I think, and that, I think that's what makes a movie good or not, is if you can see it changing what's about to happen next, because yeah. that's what mm-hmm. keeps it mysterious, and that's what keeps it going. That's what makes you sit there at the edge of your seat at the end of the fourth post, you know, post-credit scene, going, oh, the one little detail! What does this mean now? It changes everything! That's the formula, the magic formula at Marvel that's been working. 
So what would you, this is another one, uh, what would you say is Marvel's biggest missed opportunity thus far in their last, um, mm-hmm. it's been 11 years already? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so like, many years. <laughs> so personally for me, I think one of the biggest missed opportunities was, um, and they, they touched on it a little bit in Iron Man 2, but um, Tony's kind of fall, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, he in the comics goes to a very dark place and for Mm -hmm. a lot longer than he does in Iron Man 2 and there's a whole arc of him like dealing with his alcoholism and his mortality and his PTSD and I think it may not have translated the best on screen but I think if anybody could have figured out how to do it it was RDJ and Jon Favreau Mm -hmm. and they didn't go into it enough for me and I really wish that they would have. Mm They could have dived deeper for sure. They definitely could have. And I think one of the important things that I, we're sure to discuss this a little bit later too is that in phase four, they are tackling mental health issues. I know that's yes. the timing is more perfect because of everything going on right now, mm-hmm. but they are purposefully putting it at the forefront. We got Moon Knight coming on. Kevin Feige's confirmed mm-hmm. that a major portion of the show is going to be him fighting the demons. There's rumor that in WandaVision, we're touching on this subject. Not going to go into that anymore. Um, we'll discuss that in the WandaVision section, so I got to leave some surprises, man. Um, but the thing is, is that, you know, bringing these topics to the front, one, makes your characters more relatable. Two, it makes them feel more human, even though they are supposedly, you know, supposed to be these top-notch um, individuals who have either trained themselves or had the resources to be able to get to where they are or by supernatural means have been able to get their powers or even come from different universes and different planets. Um, nonetheless, it, it allows people to feel what the characters are feeling and feel as if they've gone on a journey. I'm hoping that it brings awareness to people who don't struggle with mental health issues on how it is they can better help people that they know that do have it or get a better understanding of what that means for them because it's so hard to explain to someone who's neurotypical and doesn't have to worry about all those things and it's going to allow for an open conversation about such topics. And I think that that is so, so important. But again, kind of wish that we had had that, you know, six, seven, yeah. eight, nine, ten, eleven years ago. Yeah, when I mean, it would have barely it. scratched the surface of it. Oh, yeah, barely. I, we barely saw it. And we saw Tony, you know, going reckless. But that's not how everybody with mental health issues mm-hmm. deals with things. You know, so I think that it's going to be great that we're going to see multiple perspectives. I'm really excited. Yeah. For that and well. the same could be said with like Bucky. Yeah. Oh, yes. so much. And, you know, like, I will admit that I would have loved to be able to see Bucky Cap. I'll, I'll say that that's probably a missed <laughs> opportunity. However, I do know that they they wrote him in the MCU in such a way that that's not what he can handle. And I love that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we needed to explore more about, like, Bucky and how he needs to deal with, you know, he went through war and stuff and lost his friends. Just, just like his arm. Ah, his arm. Literally, yeah. literally his whole entire being and essence. He, he literally had he had been erased. Yeah, yeah. He, was like, he had been he had been erased and replaced. Exactly. And I feel like mm-hmm. we we did touch on it. And yes, it was good. If it would have gone deeper, I feel like it would have just it would have actually sat with me and I would have been like, yeah, I don't need Bucky Cap because I love this Bucky and I understand this Bucky fully, you know? But right now I'm like, Bucky Cap, come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
know, I haven't gone but whatever. My thing with Bucky Cap is that like they set it up and they had been dropping Easter eggs since the very first movie and now he's not taking the shield and I'm like why did you do that? Why did you put literally don't give me hope. I, I mean also like... Bucky Nat. <laughs> yeah, that is true. The line in Civil War where she goes, don't you remember me? Don't you recognize me? Like, mm-hmm. I need more of that. I need to know why. Yeah, I mean, really, we know, she was, we know, we know why. That she was lying, saying that she had only encountered him that one time when he was hunting her. Like, clearly she knows him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I need to know why. And I need to know from where. And I really <laughs> hope, that I really hope that that's touched on in Black Widow. I don't have high hopes just purely based on what I know about the movie and what's been rumored, but we'll see. Yeah, I I think my biggest the missed opportunity I can think of as you I wasn't I didn't even think of that until you said uh, Black Widow. I wish she had a movie maybe ten years ago. <laughs> we needed yeah. it earlier. But I know that. Well, I know Scar has said. Sorry, I say it like I know her. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson has said, you know, that she couldn't play this version of Natasha before. Um, I do know that there are elements that happen that have been said to change our perspective of what has happened since Infinity War, not mm. even Angry, but Infinity War. And that is going to propel and expose some story elements that are going to be happening in the next couple of phases. I don't want to ruin anything for anybody. So I'm going to hold yes. off on sharing that. And I'm so oh. sorry to the audience. I know everyone wants to hear those things, but I really truly would love for it to be a surprise and fingers crossed that I'm right. I will take a picture of it in my handwriting with the date and I will send it somewhere and that way I can show in the future like hey I was right <laughs> but for now we're just gonna have to wait and see but that that's been the best thing about being a Marvel fan too is sitting there and having these theories and thinking okay what could be coming next or what what could not be coming next because of what they have set up for and getting to discuss these scenes with your friends it's not like it's just like oh hey have you seen this mo- most recent movie Oh yeah, you know it was good. Okay, let's move on. You know, it's we can dive deeper into these stories because there's more to be told. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I need all of your help. Uh, that also just leaves the opportunity for more. You know, for more phases and more stuff. So. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I mean, they talk about the what was it? I think Kevin said a 22 year plan, and that was just the beginning. Yeah. Oh, I can't hear you, oh, Carolyn. Caroline. However, I do agree I with Thomas. There we go. <laughs> Um, so Ricky Barnes is actually Bucky's granddaughter in a oh, different universe. Where's she at? Um, and her whole storyline gets into the universe hopping and the time traveling and things. And Captain America actually becomes her mentor, which is great. So I think she would be really cool to show up, especially for Young Avengers. And that gives Chris a great segue. Yes, <laughs> a segue on to Young, Young Avengers. Oh, we have another. Uh, the Marvel Universe is like the D and D of superheroes. I've yes. never played D and D still, but I feel like I might like it. Where have you been at? Yeah. At, at least now, come at on. At least two DMs in this chat. Really? Oh, no, yeah. Me and Kate, yeah. I, love- I have seven binders currently, about a foot down to my right, that are my home, uh, my homebrewed world. So, yeah. I'm yeah. uh, <laughs> cool. Um, I actually did a practice session for my new campaign just to get my players kind of used to all their new shiny stuff based on WandaVision. <laughs> and this is Westview. 
Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how big of a nerd that I am. <laughs> Meanwhile, oh, I just want this cube. I love it. Yes. Yeah. So cute. Um, and also got a, like a dice tray over here, but I'm not pulling everything out, but D&D is <laughs> part of my life. So I, I wish I knew all of you when I was in high school. I would have had so much more fun <laughs> than like not doing fun stuff. I could have been playing D&D. <laughs> Oh, well, that was so much fun. So uh, we can move into our next section of Rumor Roundup. We don't. We got to make some fun songs. You don't want to hear my voice. I was going to say, just real quick for everybody, as a member of the press, there are certain things that I will not be able to comment on because of my insider knowledge and relationship with Disney and Marvel Studios. If there's anything that I can't discuss, I will likely remain silent or I will concede the floor to my fellow panelists. Um, but I, I'll be able to share a few things here and there, but be looking out for my full review of WandaVision this Thursday. Oh my God. Where can we find that, actually? Because I, I would like to read that as well. Yeah, um, it's going to be on the Chip and Co. blog. It should be posting at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, and you'll be able to see, I was lucky enough to be able to get to see the first three episodes. Oh, so I don't know Not exactly two. how it all ends. I know, I know. So I don't see how it ends, but I have a good feeling, so... <laughs> well, I know, I know. I'm excited to how you like my theories and just to <laughs> analyze your face, and I'll be like, "Yeah, I have a feeling <laughs> I'm going to be taking a lot of sips." <laughs> We're going to overread everything. Just oh, I'm telling you right now, I will rewatch this tomorrow, and I'm just going to analyze Kate's face like the entire time. <laughs> I'll be like, "Okay, so I mentioned this, and she kind of twitched, so I feel like it's going to happen." And Stephen's got micro expressions on the TV, yeah, yeah. so he's going to really get a good view. So Stephen, you know, let us know what you what you, what you think too. <laughs> if you think I know something, it's say so in the comments. People who have the city of heroes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Wonderful. So we're I'm going to jump into another our new section called spoiler alert. I'm going to say rumor roundup, not spoiler alert. <laughs> you have a spoiler alert. There is the big spoiler alert. Yeah. Yes. If you're someone who doesn't enjoy people making rumor roundup, like having rumors, you know, none of it, this is all speculation. That's that we, we don't. At least three of us have no connections to the. Uh, the stuff outside Kate and she's gonna not get fired. So. Um, no, so no, I like my I like my press pass. Yeah, <laughs> don't take it away from me. So if you're watching this live, maybe just mute for a little bit. If you're watching this uh, after the fact, you can skip forward. But I'm gonna guess that uh, I'm gonna guess that no one really minds. But if you do, we'll put a comment when we're ready to come back. So uh, yes. let's jump into our rumor roundup, and we're gonna start with Nat for this one because it feels like Caroline wrote this for you, Nat. <laughs> so maybe. Yeah, into the live-action Spider-Verse, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are reportedly returning as alternate Peter Parkers. Oh, my God. In your opinion, true or false, and how do you feel about that? So, like, uh, what you, what, thoughts on, uh, thoughts on Spidey, uh, Andrew? We love Spidey over here. Um, I think, okay, it is still a rumor. I do wish, like, wholeheartedly that Tobey Maguire comes back. I don't need Andrew Garfield, but I need... <laughs> Like, hear me out, Andrew. I love you. Don't get me wrong, baby. You did a good Peter Parker, sure. Amazing Spider-Man, sure. We can accept it. But Toby was the first, and Tom Holland just, like, the best. destroyed you. So I need Toby Maguire back. If anything, yes. I would love to see him back. 
I, the Spider-Man we all grew up with, you know, like if you watched the movies ever since then, like if you got interested in comics in that way, the same way I did, it's just, uh, that would be so cool to see. And I know that, you know, Disney and Sony, you know, doing their own little thing. They might, they might not, but. Well, they won't, they. (laughs) Well, they won't, they, but like, can I have it? And like, MJ, can we, Uncle Ben? Where you at, Uncle Ben? Can we get an MCU Uncle Ben? Oh like, yeah. I know that they did they did their best with like basically giving the role to Iron Man and slash Tony Stark. I I understand and I loved it, don't get me wrong. But Uncle Ben. So we we got a tease on the suitcase, and that's about as far as I'm it like, got. We got the initials on the suitcase and far from I home. And that's as far as we got. This hot version of Aunt May. Come on. Yeah, who do you think the who, who, who did it? Who did it? I wanna know. Who do you think would be a who would you cat who would you fan cast for Uncle Ben? Ooh. So real quick, um, let me jump in. So if Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield aren't coming back as alternate versions of Peter, there's been a rumor that Toby Maguire is actually playing Uncle Ben. Oh, I don't know if I can handle that. I will cry. Oh, I don't know if I can handle that. However, I will say that Sony Latin America social media channels have been really, really bad at keeping this under wraps. There's been a YouTube video that they have. I've heard uh, the the video basically says, "Who's your favorite Spider-Man?" and it shows all three of them by Mm. name, and it says. Uh, coming in 2021, you won't have to choose. Mm-hmm. And then there was also a graphic on a Sony Latin America Instagram that was like a cute little Christmas list written in Spanish. And it was like, things I hope Sony brings me for Christmas. A movie for every Spider-Man and one with them together was the number one thing on the list. You know... And these are official verified accounts. Mm -hmm. But they also could just be like me and be wild, (laughs) like, Spidey fans and go, I don't care if this is official, like, sites. I need this to be known. I need everyone to agree with me. If we push it enough, maybe they'll do it. (laughs) There's also been shots of Tobey Maguire going to a costumer in L.A. He doesn't have anything on his schedule right now that would indicate that he needs a costume fitting. Maybe he's doing Seabiscuit, too. <laughs> well, one of what the things Caroline, like, no. <laughs> Carol and I, uh, Carolyn and I discussed was there are several big names that have been rumored that magically have nothing on their schedule right now. And I'm just like, I understand with, you know, the pandemic and everything, there's a little bit of leeway and everyone's not working on as many projects as they were. But there's also the rumored titles that they could potentially be joining in that are filming right now. So, you know, you know, where, where's Ryan Reynolds? Where you at right now, buddy? You know, there's there's people who aren't <laughs> reported to be on set right now. And uh, it, it, it's very interesting to kind of see how Marvel's been able to pull the strings for so long. But now we're, we are paying attention. Because we, we gotta oh, know. Every <laughs> single move they make, everyone's watching it and, like, analyzing it. Mm-hmm. Their life depends on it. So, <laughs> I mean, hello, me following the entire Spidey story. I'm over here like, 
Give me what I want, Marvel. Come on. Caroline's like, well, I found Latin America t- Twitter stream. That's okay, like, I love <laughs> find it. So I, I follow a particular it. YouTube channel. Uh, shout out to uh, Everything Always on YouTube. He is fantastic. He does a lot of this rumor roundup kind of stuff. I watch his videos every day on my lunch break. Um, zero shame. I'm subscribed to him on YouTube. And uh, he is phenomenal. He kind of aggregates all of these rumors and puts them together into videos. Videos. He shows people all of the clips that gets released. He goes through Easter eggs and trailers like WandaVision. He, yeah, he is really great at what he does. So him and then uh, new rock stars also on YouTube are the two like big Marvel Easter eggs and spoiler rumor things that I follow. Uh, just a quick second. We have one of the best comments of the night from Chad yet again. Seafist got bitten by a radioactive <laughs> I didn't think I was going to be able to not laugh for another couple seconds. But we have Spider Pig, so like, why not? Yes, Spidey Ham. Come on, guys. John was a great cast for that role. Oh my god! Oh my god! It was so. We have him in the actual. I was going to say, yes, the need to bring Spider Ham into the live action, which like I can take or leave. But if they do, it has to be John Mulaney, or you can't. I won't accept it. Could you just imagine though? What if they made him Uncle Ben? John Mulaney, if you're listening to me, John John Mulaney, if you're out there, if you're for some reason watching this, hello. Have you, uh, please? (laughs) I didn't get to see it, but I saw like the video of uh, Oh Hello, the off Broadway play he did, like as an old Jewish grandfather, like on the curl show. Like he could do an old man very well. He can do anything. He's he's a recovery person as well. He's the right right age to have married somebody like Marissa Tomei's age. I would love that. Mm. It would yeah. also just like tie in perfectly on like this is why Peter is the way he is. Like this was his oh uncle Ben. God, right. Like come on, you would be like the comedy. Oh my gosh, could you? No wonder. Shit, we're onto something here because that would be like. <laughs> or even how jumpy Peter. Hello, John Mulaney. Yeah, like how jumpy Peter is. It yeah. would make sense that Uncle Ben would have been a bit of a comedian because he's like constantly like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And it's like, okay, but what, what the jump scares, there had to have been some, you know? <laughs> Tom Holland. Or- fan theory, fan yeah. theory. Tom Holland is actually Peter Parker and John Mulaney's <laughs> actually Uncle Ben. And yes. he has not gone through the really dark, dark places in life, yeah. such as dying. But I think this is a reality, and they just like hopped in from the different universe. I don't know what you're talking about. We're, we're, I don't know who Tom Holland is. I, yeah. It's Peter Parker. What are you talking about? Now, this is all I want to see. Like, um, I can't not think about John Mulaney. Yeah, I see it. Because they both have this vaudevillian aspect to them, and, and, and Tom mm-hmm. Holland as Peter just has this, like, he's got such an old soul, and like, he's, he's such a goofball. And, oh my God, I want to oh, see yeah. John Mulaney. And it's oh not God. just the looks. Let's admit it. We all know the teenage girls are here for the looks. Tom Holland is attractive. <laughs> Very attractive. But it's mostly that he's a giant ass nerd. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's yeah. well, he a handsome guy. He, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. That's not the only yeah, thing. But that's not the question. The question is, <laughs> why is he the way he is? Yeah. yeah. John Mulaney. That is I the answer. Think- and that's my entire rumor roundup. For me, like that's it. Right I'm done. Well, we know, like, and Marissa Tomei or Aunt May, she likes the happy in that. So she's got a different. She has a le- eclectic taste. She likes funny men. She, she likes. likes uh, she likes men who can make her smile. Come on. 
Uh, we, I'm going to write to John Mulaney on Twitter tonight. The, the whole time, like, who do I know that knows John Mulaney? I'm like, I bet I can get a message to him. I'll Kevin Feige right now. He's like, stop. Just, like, tweet it out to me. Or if everyone who's watching this live stream, please get that note out to the universe. Because it needs to happen now. I will not rest until John Mulaney is Uncle Ben now. We're going to get those notifications on our phones that says from Kevin Feige, stop talking now. <laughs> Oh my God! We're all the I will. I will start crying. I think that's the entire synopsis <laughs> of this. Anything that involves fighting, I will start crying. Is Kate just sipped her cup? So does that mean Kevin Feige is texting her? <laughs> oh, I'm we I mean, all I'm gonna say is that he was a part of the press conference. So, mm-hmm. I've never been in the same state as that man in your press conferences, so clearly this is what happened. Oh yeah, we're Zoom buddies for sure. <laughs> oh, good question from Stephen Clark. Where would you take Toby on a date? Toby McGuire or Spider-Man? Toby McGuire? Oh my god. Oh, oh. if he gets ready like he did. <laughs> wait, wait, the outfit needs to be Spider-Man 3. Don't ask me why. Pizza I need that. Yeah. I need That's it. all I have to say. It's pizza time. Right? Pizza. It's obviously pizza or something Italian. We all know it. I feel like he would love that. I mean, uh, I gotta, I gotta say, I mean, McGuire, date me. <laughs> I gotta say, if Toby, if Toby's in in Spider Man form, um, I, I mean, those scenes where you see the heroes on the top of like the Empire State Building just chilling, eating pizza, that sounds great to me. <laughs> like swing me up to the Empire State Building and grab me a slice of pizza. Let, Let's yeah. go to Stark Tower. Let's just go to Stark Tower and just chill. Like, yes. <laughs> don't have to tell Tony. It's fine. Yeah. We'll just go to the balcony. <laughs> no one needs to know anything. Just... <laughs> chill out. So there's so many other wonderful rumor characters coming into the new Spider-Man. Um, yeah. We so, uh, like, um, you know, there's a rumor Kristen Dunst is Mary Jane, Alfred Molina coming back as Doc Ox, William Dafoe as Norman Osborn. Thomas Hayden is Thomas Hayden Church Sandman, Emma Stone is Gwen Stacy, Jamie Foxx Electro, and Dane DeHaan as Harry Osborn. Of course, all rumors. Are there anyone, like those all people you want to see come back, or would you want to see some casting roles kind of toyed around? Like, we've seen enough of these people sometimes. Can I go first? Because yes. I take over all Spidey sections, apparently. We're all going to watch. <laughs> now, whatever you say, we're going to analyze this truth. So I <laughs> so I don't know what is true. Um, I know that Kevin Feige is referring to, he doesn't call it Spider-Man 3. He calls it Homecoming 3. Um, yeah, because there's Homecoming, then Far From Home. So there's an interesting title to be had. Um, but my theory is because Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy has perished in The Amazing Spider-Man, um, I think she might be coming back as Spider-Gwen. And I'm super hoping that that's where they go with it. Here. That is not that is not confirmed. Marvel has not even hinted at it. That is my hope for the character because I like just to see just to see Andrew Garfield's face when he sees her and like she can do the same kind of thing like in Spider-Verse where she doesn't really reveal her identity right away or anything doesn't take off the mask and then having that dramatic moment of you know like she she knows that's her Peter but oh no well i mean but he's that's the thing is like yeah no it could be his his secret identity has been revealed and so he can't really go home like Mm -hmm. for fear of his own life and for aunt may's safety 
So I feel like homeless is a big one. Home worlds is the other one that's been heavily rumored because it's going to deal with the multiverse theoretically. So for me, I think bringing characters back from both of the franchises is a really smart idea, particularly if they want to build on this like Spider-Verse idea. And if Sony's going to then do more movies on their own, like adjacent to the MCU, but since they're in a different universe, they don't have to partner with Disney. So there's going to be, there's going to be some of that, I think. But um, the, the, big choice, the big choice that confuses me is Kirsten Dunst because we have a really great MJ in Zendaya. Mm-hmm. And yes, I don't really know what role she would play narratively. Like everybody else, it makes sense. Like you have villains coming back. You have Emma Stone potentially coming back as Spider-Gwen. You have uh, Dane DeHaan like coming in as Harry Osborn, who's a burgeoning villain in in his own right, you know. Mm -hmm. But Kirsten Dunst just kind of confuses me. And I'm not, if, if any of them are not true, I think that's the one that's not true. So I just had a thought, and yeah. thank Dad for this. If it is Spider-Man Homeless, could he get stranded in an alternate universe and be removed from Six One Six? That would be crazy. Yo. Because if you think about it, that's how it. If that uh, Marvel snipers don't get me, because this is a theory. Um, <laughs> if it does wind up, if it does wind up being Spider-Man Homeless, it could be because he winds up getting stranded. And he has no way back, which could also lead into multiverse because then they could be going to look for Peter. I'm just saying. Oh, I'm just saying. Spider Man finds new friends. Spider Man home. I've seen with this one too, um, particularly showing. So I saw one today showing the shoes of Peter Parker and Miles Morales. Hmm. And if they were to introduce Miles, I think that'd be a hilarious title. <laughs> I, mean, be, oh I don't God. mind. And I, honestly, Marvel, if you ever listen to this, <laughs> bring us anything Spider-Man. We clearly love the guy. <laughs> like, we love everyone involved in this. Just Keep so- it Spider-Verse, I think, yeah. is my favorite movie ever made, to be honest. I've watched it at least 200 times. Oh, God. oh, I remember being like, what movie beat out Disney at the Oscars? And then I watched it and I was like, oh, yeah, oh, that's, yep. why. that's why that's why it won. Because I remember being like, what? Like, and I, at first I was irate about it. And then I'm looking and I'm just like, yep. nope, having watched it. Th- yes. All the awards just go. <laughs> that's actually how Caroline and I met. We, uh, <laughs> we had a watch party through uh, uh, See Alive when our Let's Chat podcast turned seven. We did a big watch party. And that's we uh, we did a watch party of uh, Spider Man and the Spider Verse because it's like my it it's just it's the movie I watch when I'm happy. It's, it's the movie I watch when I'm sad. It's it's just my favorite. Yeah, it's amazing, and the technology and everything with doing the animation and everything. It was a callback to the comics, while it was also ushering in a new type of storytelling that we hadn't really got to to cross over with before. So it's kind of awesome that that was our first introduction to the idea of a multiverse, and then people going, "Yeah, we could totally see that in the live action," and getting that ball rolling. Chat's comment something. right here is everything. <laughs> well, this, this is a legitimate rumor that's been going around yeah. that Stark Tower slash Avengers Tower is not going to be the Baxter building, particularly because it was shown in the closing sequence of Far From Home when Peter and MJ are slinging, swinging through the city. Um, oh. He goes through 
through a courtyard, the atrium of that building, and it very clearly does not have the big A on it anymore, but there it's covered in people. That's and then fair. they land and there is a construction sign on the side of the like the street where that building is, and it says, um, we're bringing you the future, and it's one, two, three, four. Oh. They're really, they're really tying it all in. Devil's in the details. It's so exciting to see, you know, Spidey and the Fantastic Four interact. Like, it's just, Ooh. like we were mentioning before, like, that's just going to be great. Oh, my God. This is making, I, I'm just, it's just getting like, more excited. I don't know if everyone yeah. I've said all these videos that I've watched because I've watched so many of them. Everyone who's watching this is also getting as excited as we are about everything that Marvel has announced and has not announced, is yet to announce, might announce. Like I'm Mm -hmm. and I'm also curious to see what people think are not gonna happen. Because I actually I'm very, very interested. I'm excited to read why afterwards. Yeah. Yes, very much. Very much. I'm gonna be scrolling the rest of the night. It does seem like there's a lot of setup happening for like a future young Avengers like film or franchise. I mean, now maybe even Disney Plus. I mean, yeah. who uh, who would who do you think will end up on that team? Um, let's say let's start with Kate on this one, and we can overanalyze you. For sure, and it's kind of sad that this is the reason why I think it. Cassie Lang is going to be taking on a bigger role in the MCU. Hmm. Uh, the actress was just recast. I saw um, that. What I found to be a little horrible is that she found out literally the day uh, during Investor's Day. She found out when they announced it. They never told her. Yeah, they didn't tell her. And she came out to say that, that she was heartbroken, but that she does, you know, wish her replacement the best. And she said that she doesn't, that they didn't feel like she could, she could live up to that expectation. Um, I definitely think that the rumors about Millie Bobby Brown are going to play into that. I'll get into more of that later. Um, I would love to see Miles Morales. I would, I really have a feeling that um, if, (laughs) if my previous theory isn't accurate um i would love to see peter step up and take more of an actual leading role under the direction of carol danvers um i know that there are people that don't agree with that theory i think that she would be tough enough to be able to get him to step up and i think that he needs that he needs that structure he needs that discipline he needs someone to sit there and basically say hey shake the bs off you can handle this now go go do it go be their leader um i think she would be excellent at doing that and and getting him introduced same kind of thing with Falcon, but I'm not sure if we'll if we'll be able to get that as Falcon's going off to his own journeys with Winter Soldier. Um, I would also uh, really, really, really love to see what happens with Morgan Stark. Um, yes, again, someone said it. Just say we're going to cry. Let's just all have our tears now. She's yeah, I'm going to have three thousand. <laughs> I, I've got. I know we love her three thousand. Um, I have part a- of my. Part of my thinking that she's going to be more of an integral part is that they had originally shot scenes of an of a, a teenage Morgan for Endgame that they wound up tossing and not using, and now they're in the deleted scene pile. I feel like that's because they may have already recast the character, but they haven't said anything about her older version. And I actually think that's going to be Millie Bobby Brown. And I'm sure that there are people that are going to argue with me. And, and I also feel like Millie Bobby Brown would be great for several other roles. But that is where, if I had if I had to lay it down and I had to place a bet, that's where I would go. I love that. Oh, thank you so much, uh, Caroline. What are your thoughts? Um, I gotta throw this out there, Kate freaking Bishop. 
The Hawkeye series is coming. Haley Steinfeld has been confirmed. We've seen set photos, and the chemistry between her and Jeremy Renner looks fantastic. I'm very excited, and she is canonically a member of the Young Avengers. Mm -hmm. She's got to be on that team. Um, I also think... So in trailers for WandaVision, we have seen Wanda pregnant. We've also seen twin um, beds and twin pacifiers being shot up out of said beds. And in a very quick shot in one of the trailers on the refrigerator, there are two initials. One's a B and one's a T, and that's for Billy and Tommy Kaplan. Her children, Wiccan and Speed, they are coming to the MCU they better freaking be on Young Avengers because that would just be an absolute waste to have them and not use them. Agree. Yeah. Oh my god. That's, that's exciting. That's very I know. Just a reminder, um, there's, also, <laughs> there's also a rumor of um, I'm not going to come up with his name. Isaiah Bartlett being introduced in Falcon and the Winter Soldier and he is the black Captain America. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe it is his either son or grandson that becomes uh, basically the younger version. I think his name is Patriot. And um, he also is part of the Young Avengers in the comics. And I would love for him to also be introduced in Falcon and Winter Soldier and join the team. I, I feel like we'll get Patriot. Fingers Not to be confused with Iron Patriot. Right. Iron Patriot, two different guys. I didn't know that, so thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> oh, Nat, what about you? Oh, I mean, you guys covered most of them. I think the only one that you guys haven't mentioned that I think would be a great addition. Um, not on the hero side, <laughs> but on the villain side. Ooh. Can we get a kid Loki? Yes! Yes! I'm here for it. With the Loki series coming around, I don't know about you, maybe they will hint at it. I think it would be very interesting and it would give the Young Avengers something else to do. Mm. You know, also because we need that. Who, who, I mean, who would they cast? I still love So they... There have been casting calls for younger actors for the Loki television show, and it's been all but confirmed that there is also a Lady Loki in the TV show. There's so, pictures on set. Someone yeah, there have been say. pictures on set of, of someone we believe to be Lady Loki. So, uh, Taylor Swift, right? I, for, I wrote about um, her. You can check it out on Chip & Co. <laughs> um, I firmly believe that we will see will Loki shape-shifting and perhaps even get stuck in a particular form that then allows the Loki character to move forward, but without Tom Hiddleston being necessarily, you know, strapped to the role. I also have to say, I love the fan theory I saw where Kid Loki is actually Noob Master 69 and is actually taunting Thor and, and Korg without them knowing that it's Loki. <laughs> because they that would be amazing. I love that. I you know they really even hope it's true. It. I really hope it's true. I feel like if they're going to do it, they shouldn't say it. Like, he shouldn't actively say it. But rather, in the background... It just needs to be on the screen. Yeah, like, in the background, <laughs> and the sticker on top of his laptop or something, it just says the user, and you're like... <laughs> it just says user no. login. <laughs> it's just this, the pre-saved user login. Yeah. Oh, I would is, love to see that. I would love, I would love for that to happen. And uh, <laughs> Stephen Clark said, I wanted to ask 
Have you guys seen the reveal of the X-Men Arcade one-up on social media? I have not. Is anyone aware of this? No, no I have not seen yeah. that. Steven, I would love to discuss this further because I don't know. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter, Steven, and let us know because I don't yeah. know. What, I don't Put the link in the chat, man. Yeah. yeah Steve, can you yeah. that if you're still watching? We'll do more investigation later. Definitely. There's oh, so much to talk about, quite honestly. So that is a great one. Uh, so we're gonna move on to our our next one. Uh, so this Friday we have WandaVision, yes! which, like, outside of Kate, uh, no one knows anything really about it outside of the preview. I mean, uh, the little bits I've watched a lot of new Rockstar videos and Easter egg videos as well about this, trying to figure it out. Uh, so I'm just so so curious for what everyone's kind of hoping for. Are you going this? fully optimistic just like what do they want from me or do you have like a plan of what you'd like to see uh, uh both, both. Caroline, <laughs> I'll say, i will say i want to hear i want to hear what you two have to say before i say anything on that so, Kate, you're like, you're honestly, you when we review this later honestly wanda maximoff is one of my favorite characters in all of marvel canon really? i love her i love her to bits i want to cosplay as her one day yeah. um and Anything that they give me that is Wanda and that does her justice, I will take it and I will love it regardless of what it is. That being said, I feel like I at least have a pretty good handle on the premise of the show that mm. Wanda is stuck in a pocket reality that she and or someone else keeps shifting from decade to decade. And that's kind of the different things that we've seen with the trailer and the various posters that reflected different decades. Um, and eventually she's going to realize that something's wrong. She's either not in control anymore or she doesn't actually want to be here. And she's going to figure that out and have to figure out how to get out because nobody else trying to get in seems to be able to help her. Mm. So I also think we're going to get some flashback moments of like her figuring out her powers. We'll see how much of that we get, but I'm expecting, I'm fully expecting like a scene directly pulled from right before the post credit scene that teased Days of Ultron with her and Pietro having their powers in the cell, like where she like smashes the blocks. Because we see in one of these trailers a shot of her in all gray clothes, scraggly hair, the Mind Stone in front of her encased in blue like it is in Loki Scepter and bursting out into yellow. I think that's a flashback to where she was in Age of Ultron in Sokovia and them experimenting on her. And we're going to see her literally getting her powers. I'm just like, no, I want this to happen. I know, right? So I I think there's going to be several different threads, but it's all really going to tie into Wanda, who she is and why she is who she is. And I think because Disney can finally, you know, talk about her background. I'm hoping we will get the real comic background of, you know, her being a mutant, her being Magneto's daughter, like getting all of that because Lord help them if they don't, people are going to be mad. I'd love to hear the M word. I'd love to hear it. We need it. Hello. We need to hear the word mutant. We need to hear it. Yeah. It needs to be dropped. Nat, what about you? What do you, what do you, what right. do you want from WandaVision? Well, pretty much kind of similar to Caroline, but not really. Um, in my point of view, just based on what we've seen, I feel like we are going to go in the deepest part of Wanda's mind. Mm. Truly, she will be the antagonist the entire time. 
I think we're going to deal with her mental health and how, you know, everything that happened post-Endgame has affected her. Uh, I think we will see flashbacks and stuff like that in which not only do we get to see how she came to be, but also how that has affected her mentally. Um, So entirely, I feel like it's just going to be a whole character versus self conflict. Um, I'm very glad to see what they do with it. I think um, the character Agnes, which we, we do see a little of, I feel like she's gonna be That's probably, Catherine Hahn. Yeah, yeah, Catherine Hahn. Yep. I think she's gonna be probably Wanda's therapist in trying to get Wanda back to reality. Hmm. So maybe we will be seeing more of her bending the reality around her and seeing some things such as maybe Evan Peters as Quicksilver, maybe. Hmm. I think we're going to talk a little bit more about that. I don't know what she's talking about, but I mean, I'm excited to see what they do. I know that they're going to do great. I'm also very excited with the decades whole scenario because who doesn't love the decades? All like seeing people in like more vintagey clothes, just kiss. I just need it, especially like Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany. Like those, they're such wonderful people and they're such well they're such well-dressed people that like great chemistry too great natural chemistry yes like whenever you see them in interviews and stuff like they oh yeah they look like or they're either great actors but they look like they're (laughs) having as much fun as like we are but i think that i don't know it it seems very genuine from uh, my outside perspective yeah and i know that um the first, at least the first episode, if not more, was filmed in front of a live audience. And the the first episode was filmed in front Mm -hmm. of a live audience. And Paul Bettany talked a little bit about that in his interview with Jimmy Kimmel last week about how that was, it was like going back to his stage roots, which he hasn't hasn't been on stage in over a decade, I think he said. So like, it's, it was exciting for him and it really upped the ante for them to like be in front of a live audience and really getting that reaction immediately rather than watching it back. So, Kate, um, what would you want to see from it completely rumored? We're all rumors here, people. So, from from a (laughs) non-press role. Yeah. Perspective. I I can confirm one thing because Paul Bettany himself has gone on record with this. Um, He has said that the show does start off as a sitcom. It starts off as that traditional, you know, classic television we get the laugh track, we get the live audience, we get the whole, you know, everything not appearing like it should be, but that's also kind of part of the show, but they kind of even just make fun of that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Um, I will say like Vision has had, I think Paul Bettany was just such a fantastic choice for Vision because though he was humorous, it was never meant to come across as humor, I believe, you know, for the role. He was playing a literal robot. And for him to be able to have a role in the MCU where he does th- say things like, you know, you're right, he does like you the least, you know, things like that, or does hate you the most, you know, things like that, where it's been these little quibs, but now he's getting to channel people like Dick Van Dyke and getting to really del- dive into a character that is still Vision, but it is this, you know, happy, smiling, emotion-filled character that Vision hasn't been yet. Um, so like I said, he shared that it goes from, it goes from that traditional sitcom and it evolves 
and continues to move closer to what we know as the MCU and that action-packed thriller, the 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 sh- oh, I gotta be careful. The stories that oh, get inter- the stories that get intertwined, it, it it becomes so involved as it evolves. But it's part of that emotional investment into the series. You get to start it a certain way, but man, it's just gonna take off. And I, I can't wait to see what everybody thinks. I cannot wait to see. I'm really hoping for some like mental health aspects of it. Like, um, oh, like, for sure. Professional background is I, I work in a psychiatric hospital, so that, that's that's my world. And like, I was just like, from watching it, I was like, oh my god, it looks like could, this could be this play of schizo- like my my way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lines is like everything's trauma and schizophrenia. Like, or I'm like they would do such a good job. Like, if they don't have to go too heavy on it, but just just enough, I think, could be really fun. And I didn't get to, I didn't get to go far enough in the series, but one of the things I told Caroline about that I really kind of hope we get to see, I hope we get to see Oscar Isaac as Moon Knight. If if she is in a facility, I hope he's there too. I hope that's our introduction, and I hope that's how he gets tied into to all of this. Is that we see Mark Spector either in a similar facility or maybe even getting similar treatment, even if it, if it's Wanda leaving the same facility as he's walking in or vice versa. You know, something to that effect where you know, we get that little nod. I, I would be stoked to see it. Like I said, that is not a confirmation thing. That is something that I hope for. Um, I think that that would be a great segue. The the facility that Caitlin's talking about, there's been a specific leak um, like almost a year ago at this point where um, someone on like Reddit or 4chan or something came out and said, you know, oh, I have this knowledge. This is what's going to happen. Of course, not all of those people are ever accurate, but Often with Marvel movies, a lot of them are, and there's a reason they stay anonymous is so Marvel Disney doesn't come after them. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this particular leak said that once we finally get to see like how Wanda got into this pocket reality, um, she is in some kind of psychiatric facility for people affected by the snap and the blip. Mm-hmm. And Darcy is there and that's how she's kind of involved in the show and Wanda's receiving treatment from a couple of different doctors and her therapist in particular taps into this memory that Wanda has of being happy watching old American TV in Sokovia because that was all that they got at their ramshackle apartment and she has this like very happy memory of sitting in front of the TV with Pietro watching American TV like I love Lucy and growing pains and like from from throughout the decades and so that's where this like TV theme ends up stemming from. Oh. I'm telling you guys it's all inside her mind. Let me put it this way. I don't think the name WandaVision came from nowhere and I don't think it's as obvious as some people are thinking. It, it definitely has a double entendre. I fully, oh, am, the, I fully am embracing that. The only thing that I'll be able to share more about stuff is that pay attention to the dialogue, the devils in the details. Nothing is there or said that was not strategically placed. Ooh. I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> also, oh, they're, dropping, they're, dropping two, they're dropping two episodes on Friday instead of the usual one. Mm-hmm. So... Very exciting. Not something Disney usually does with their originals on Disney Plus. So we're and getting a double dose. And I will tell you, having seen it, that makes way more sense. <laughs> All right. It makes so way more sense to introduce it that way. This and then recap to this exact live stream and go, yeah, Kate was just like playing <laughs> us. Like, what the heck? 
because like, I move that now and like maybe <laughs> I'm also I'm also heavily awaiting the that's what you meant <laughs> oh I cannot wait <laughs> is without, this what you meant is this what you meant <laughs> without like, seeing the trailer for it I already can just say <laughs> that Catherine Hahn is already per I don't even know what the show is going to be about but Catherine Hahn is always perfectly cast in everything I love so. her she's phenomenal i loved it i loved her i loved what she brings to the table i don't think she's done i think we're gonna see much more of katherine Hahn to come i hope so i mean we, she's now in what she's in wandavision she's mm -hmm. the voice of spider-verse and more importantly she's in parks and rec so what can't she do <laughs> poncho <laughs> yeah. i just, yeah, just yeah. had like a dream that her and uh, mahersha ali are just gonna be hanging out in the sled of blade just chatting she's just gonna come hang out because she's gonna be friends with all like oh yeah we're all buds we're just hanging out and <laughs> Mulaney can come by well Mulaney and her probably know each other they're both comedy people maybe this yeah, personally i'm just like i just want to hang out with, i just want to have dinner with them <laughs> is, this, is that healthy let's just bring the entire mc <laughs> together oh i would pay for that uh i love old sitcoms and they definitely reference quicksilver yeah chad you're totally right uh yeah i'm excited to see maybe Maybe she does tap into a different reality, and maybe she does get to learn about mutants, and maybe that's how we get all of that, but we don't know! No. Well, three of us We're don't so know. Close. We're so close. Well, I was, I don't know if Kate knows all of that either. Kate might just be working with us. She's only seen the first three, and there's nine episodes, so... Kate Feige. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, it's so do, fun. do we want to go ahead and jump into that discussion, Chris? Do we want to talk about Evan Peters? Sure. I actually don't know who that is. You all know a lot more than I do. Okay. So okay. So obviously there are lots of different characters already confirmed for the series. Evan Peters has been cast in WandaVision, confirmed. Um, he, for those of you who don't know, played Quicksilver in the Fox version of X-Men. There was this whole period where um, Days of Future Past was coming out around the same time as Age of Ultron, and both Disney and Fox were using these characters in their different ways. Fox could obviously say mutant because they owned the rights to X-Men. Disney could not. They made Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver because they are part of the Avengers in the comics. They gave them a different origin and mm. couldn't say the word mutant. And they danced around that very well by kind of making their backstory very vague and ambiguous. Um, Evan Peters did a great job as Quicksilver in the Fox X-Men universe. I think he was very well cast for the way that they wanted to portray Quicksilver. The two were very, very different in mm. terms of how they were portrayed. That was important too. Yeah, that was I very so. important that they were distinct. Mm -hmm. So my question is: Are we going to see him as Fox Quicksilver coming into the MCU? Because this is something that's been rumored for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness: is that we're going to get quick cameos of the universes that have been, including mm -hmm. the Fox universe, and potentially that's how Deadpool might make his way into the MCU. Um, so if Evan Peters is the Fox Quicksilver, this is kind of our first little sneak peek introduction to that. And it's also going to be just absolutely crazy because this is his sister, but it's not his sister. Um, not in this universe. Not in this universe. But uh, it's it's gonna be crazy if he is. There's also, is there's also that, yeah. You parents are the coolest. <laughs> Love this. 
I don't think my parents knew know how to get on YouTube. I'm just teasing. They're pretty cool. Um, but there's also the possibility that he could be somebody entirely different. I mean, we don't even know who the villain is in this in this TV show yet. He could be anybody. Oh my goodness. What are you? What are your theories, Caroline? Yeah, it's here. Um, uh, my my theory is that he 100% is. Um, yeah, my my dad's my dad is correct. My theory is that we're gonna get both of them. Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson hasn't been spotted. He was rumored for a little bit, but he hasn't been confirmed or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, if they put him on set, it was very quickly and very quietly because people, you know people see that stuff all the time and take pictures etc so like it would it would be a big secret that marvel would be pulling off if aaron taylor johnson were on screen um but i think we are going to get both of them i told carolina theory uh a little bit ago of i have a feeling we are going to get both but i feel like evan is not evan's Quicksilver is not going to be exposing himself as an alternate Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. I think it's either going to be accidental how she finds out, but I feel like he's going to wind up befriending Wanda and trying to be more helpful. And also, she could be a key for getting him back if he accidentally, like one of the things that I said, I don't think it'll be quite as an impact as like Flashpoint in DC, but something mm-hmm. similar to that effect of him going so quickly that he winds up tumbling into another universe by accident because of crossing paths with someone who might also be traveling. And I feel like he will find out that she's his key to get back because he'll hear about this pocket dimension and, you know, he'll be like, Hey, that's how I do it. You know, that's how I can do That's how I can go on. So um, I think that it's going to be both a, a healing factor for Wanda if she finds out, or at least finds a way to deal with it. But that's also a way that we can just at least get that that nice sneak little introduction into the characters that were in X Men, while honoring what they have done and what they have brought to Marvel, you know, total. But maybe not completely integrating them yet. Um, so that's that's my theory. That's not again not confirmed. That was not confirmed in the series. That is where I feel like it might be going. <laughs> She's like, no, no, she hasn't gotten that far. I have not gotten that far. I have not gotten that far. I don't know anything past episode three. So if I happen to say something that's right, one, Marvel, hire me. Uh, two, <laughs> um, it's it's complete coincidence, I promise. Yeah, you guys covered honestly everything that I could have probably said. Oh that's, <laughs> do I want it? Yes. Do I want Evan, Evan Peters as Quicksilver? Absolutely. Will we see it? It's up to Marvel to decide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's up to, hello. <laughs> I can get used to this because I was like Mandalorian was like my Friday night routine and now that season two is over and now we have WandaVision. I could I could get especially post COVID, I'm excited for a world where we'll be having like a movie and then a TV show of like either Star Wars or Marvel and Disney like I just plan on just being in Disney Plus World and Marvel for the rest of my life. <laughs> Always. I, I've got my like, next so I'm like, send me in the movie theaters. I want to go immediately. <laughs> I, I know we, we have to wait, and I'm I'm okay for that, but I just I just can't wait. And a little tip for anyone out there, what my, my wife and I have done with some of our really close friends that we can't see in person uh, for safety reasons, obviously, mm-hmm. we actually watch Mandalorian together. We literally just hop on FaceTime, we talk, the, watch, the watch it, watch after, mm-hmm. and it is... It, especially now, like, the, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of isolations. Uh, I work in mental health, so I'll spare everyone the details. Isolation's really bad. And yeah. there's something that this is, uh, it, it's so much more, you know, this stuff brings people together. And it, 
it's just, you know, I, I always say this to my clients, like, you can still be happy during a pandemic, you know, mm-hmm. happiness is not uh, based off the world events. And, and this stuff just brings me so much joy. Like this panel is just like, it makes your heart just so full. This is uh, tons and tons of fun. Um, so we actually are going to jump to our last section. We had a couple more games, but I think I alluded to it earlier. I had just recently got diagnosed with Lyme disease, which I'm pretty sure I've had for like two years. So we're going to skip over a couple of them because I'm like, oh, I'm going to fall asleep soon, unfortunately, or else, or else I'd be here for like nine hours. because I, I <laughs> A whole nine hour stream well, of just Marvel. If you, need, if you need to bow out, like we can... Oh yeah, it's all yours. Are you sure? Like, I, I want you to stay for as long as you want to, oh, but yeah. I also don't want you to- I was gonna say, like, if you just wanna pop some popcorn and just, just listen it, yeah. and just enjoy the disaster zone that's about to go down. <laughs> that's a good idea. Because okay. with the next segment, I'm gonna have some difficulty. Oh, we're gonna have some rob. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna have some. Uh, oh, we're gonna see. have some, um, some uh, rabbit trails. <laughs> you know, I, I. I love that. I, that's such, I mean, I do, I do want to hang out, but I think that would be really fun because you put out so much work into it. I, I will gladly hand over the reins and then, uh, what a great idea. I love that. I love how up and you, how up for anything you all are. Uh, well, you gotta be, this is true. This guy's like, oh, I don't want this to stop. Uh, so I'm going to watch you from afar. I'm going to take myself off the screen and uh, Caroline, this is, this is, this is your, this is your turn now. All right. Yes, right. I, I wish I could stay for longer. I, it's all right. I, this, no better, Chris. So it's uh, I'm going to hop, hop back on before it ends, so I'll be watching okay. this a little bit. Okay. All right. All right. So, just us girls. Um, we're going to do a little game that I like to call casting call. There's going to be three Ooh. different rounds. It's going to be a little bit rapid fire, so we're going to try and keep our comments short and not crazy, <laughs> super tangenty, because clearly that's a challenge. I mean, that'll be great, considering I don't really know actors' names. <laughs> I only have a couple that are stuck in my head. Tom Holland, I, I'm talking about you. <laughs> so our first round of casting call is going to be called true or false there are lots of uh not lots there are several different roles that have had actors kind of very specifically pinned to them either by the fandom or by rumors etc and we are all going to say whether we think that this casting is true or false so i am going to share my screen I'm waiting for the giant screen to just block us all. Fabulous. So I'm going to now put this. This Chris, you have to add it to the screen, I think. It feels like we're in show business, quite honestly. (laughs) If anybody wondered, this is exactly how it actually goes. There's always that like, and then this happens. Who missed their cue? <laughs> there's always someone. There's always the word like cricket, cricket, cricket. And then the repeating of the line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Show that's how the show business goes. <laughs> this is right. I feel Chris like might have stepped away for a second. So um these these people should be pretty recognizable for everybody. You should um, know based on name. If not, you can easily Google. Yes. Um, <laughs> Come on, everybody. Uh, number one, John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. True oh. or false? Kate? True. I hope it's true. Matt? False? Whoa. Oh. I, I just, think it's I true. I just, I don't know why. I'm like, I love you, Krasinski. Don't get me wrong. But I just, I, 
I can't. I just can't see him. <laughs> I just can't. My brain just won't compute it. Watch Jack Ryan. Watch Jack Ryan. Your, your opinion will change. <laughs> I've heard so many great things about it, but I just, I don't know. If it comes to be, it would be amazing. But I, I think it's false. Yeah. All right. Number two, his wife, Emily Blunt, as the Invisible Woman. Kate. True. I'm all, I'm all for it. Matt, do you think that one's false too? I have to put them both together. I just I, can't. Fair, fair, I can't fair, do it, fair. so I'm going to have to say false. And I'm also going to say true. Marvel has been after Emily Blunt for a long time, since even before I think she was even married to Krasinski. She, mm-hmm. was, their, she was their original choice for Black Widow. So, like, mm-hmm. I think that this is finally their chance to get her in. Yep. Honestly, Marvel, prove me wrong. <laughs> it's a dare. It'd be great. It'd be great. It would feel great for Marvel to put me to prove me wrong today. Uh, number three, Oscar Isaac as Moon Knight. Kate, I'm gonna say true. Uh, cinematographer this week shared the news, and I'm gonna stick to that because that doesn't sound like something that they would have just said out of nowhere. Nat, I'm with you, Kate. basically so i will say true and i'm very excited to see it so yeah i'm gonna agree with that one the there's you know it's not officially true until marvel comes out and says it and and feige feige specifically did not say it at investors day he only talked about the director so i'm very interested to see why if that was already a done deal why he didn't want to say so because people want to be surprised okay that's why we're doing <laughs> remember my comment oh. earlier about how i hope he appears in wandavision if that's oh, that, it's that, gonna be i think wondering. that that might be why he didn't say anything is because if we're gonna see an introduction that quickly yeah. that's the way to do it mm-hmm. it's, a good, it's a good surprise to see so it's like that's... the baby yoda surprise you're not expecting it that's why it's so good yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right number four keanu reeves as ghost rider okay I'm gonna go false. I know he's on the major Marvel list. I don't. I don't think he'd be a good fit for Ghost Rider. I feel like there's a better role out there for him. Nah, I agree with the false. I just can't. I can't see it. If I can't see it, I won't say it's true. Um, I'm also gonna go false, not because I can't see it, but a, I agree there's a better role out there for him, and b. I'm still butthurt that we're not getting the Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider series. I'm a big fan of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That has been my show for the longest time. And while the Ghost Rider arc was not the show's brightest moment, he was a great Robbie Reyes. He Uh, did fantastic as Robbie. I don't think there's any doubt in that. Gabriel Luna deserves his show, and that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah. Um, And... Next up is Jason Momoa as Craven the Hunter, a rumored villain for Spider-Man 3. I, I'm i going to go false. I can see why people think that. Um, but I, again, if there's a role for Jason, I don't think that's it. But I, I can see why people would think that that would be a good fit for him. Nat? That's me, the common Joe. Uh, yes, I think it's true. <laughs> I, I look at him and go, yes. Just do it. Just do it. Why not? Or at least try it out. 
Um, I'm going to go with false and not because I think there's a better role because I think Craven would be the perfect role for him. I think he's too busy. I don't think DC is giving up on Aquaman anytime soon. And I don't think he'd be able to split yeah. his time. That can be said with a lot of, <laughs> a lot of the, the great acts, actors that we've, we've got on the list. So that's, that's fair. Uh, and last but not least for true or false, we have uh, Emma Stone as Spider-Gwen. Okay. I don't even think I need to say my answer. It's, <laughs> I, I wholeheartedly wish, I wish my wish that it is true and that we are going to get Emma as Spider-Gwen. Yes. Hello. <laughs> Emma Stone, if you ever look at this, I, I feel like I'm just calling every Marvel actor over here, um, such actor in general. I'm like, hello, please. But Emma Stone, <laughs> she she's going to be doing Cruella de Vil, And I think that's great. And I think that's where Disney's going to tie her and really keep her in the mm-hmm. rest of her time. So if she does, if they do bring her back, I really do hope that it is because of Spider-Gwen. So already <laughs> round number two is going to be called who would you cast and we have picked a couple of different roles that are heavily heavily rumored to be joining the mcu very very soon and each of us has kind of picked somebody that we think would be a good fit so we're going to start with miles morales and i'm going to start here because i know the two of you agree um, I'm going to start with my pick is Miles Brown. He was from Blackish. I believe that show is still airing. At least yes. it would be if the pandemic weren't a thing. I think they've still been filming. So he is one of the stars on Blackish. He also was on Dancing with the Stars Juniors and uh, made the finals. So he is already a Disney kid he's also been campaigning on social media miles for miles Good morales for him. Has Good a for him. And it's been going strong for like two years he cosplays and takes pictures as miles i really wish i could share my screen with you guys right now <laughs> uh because there is a great picture here of him uh sitting on his you know porch roof with the miles suit underneath a hoodie and khakis and i'm like mm-hmm. i'm sold let's do it and he's also the right age for Miles, which I think is also very important. Okay. Um, I think now, he's very interesting. I apologize my daughter, by the way. <laughs> I mean, uh, sorry. Hey, there, okay. it is. there we go. Hey. Nice, nice, nice. Y'all's pick. Now I, you want to talk about him? What can I say? The the style, the just. <laughs> The vibes are there. He's done really good in like Stranger Things, and I mm-hmm. feel like Eek can be given more. And this would be such a great thing for his career. I just also like put him next to um, Donald Glover, and just just tell me that that cannot be the be- like that's the best way to like really tie him in there. Which is great because Glover was already Aaron in homecoming for that brief brief moment where he called miles to come help him so that you can definitely see the relation yeah yeah um i differed so (laughs) 
was one of my choices but i think if we're going the the tried and true disney star i don't think you can go anywhere with anyone else but jordan fisher he okay. has proven himself on broadway he has proven himself on the stage in movies he's got the athleticism he has the disney love i mean he hosts almost every special that they have nowadays and he's been doing music and movies and television and i i really feel like it would be a waste, especially having um, all these different people that he's already worked with starting to get integrated into the MCU. It'd be a waste not to tap his talent. Um, I think he's a little old for Miles, admittedly, even though he's not actually in real life. But I think he's a little on the older side if we're looking to invest into a story. So I think Caleb would be better for the age. But I feel like it, I feel like this could be a chance for Jordan because I think that he could also be representative of a more you know Latino and um, and African-American rather yeah. than Caleb would be mostly the African-American side of things. But I feel like Jordan could tie that in very, very well. Um, well and that's another thing this. I like. That's another thing I like about Miles Brown is because he is yes. also Afro-Latino. Yeah. Yes. So, so I, th I think that that would be, that so might be I a better representation of, <laughs> no worries, but I was just saying, like, I think that'd be a better representation for what we might be looking for and being able to do both. But I mm -hmm. think that Caleb would look more like how we would want to picture Miles. I mean, I'm, yeah, that's fair. The the picture I wanted to show y'all of Miles Brown. Look he, at him that's go. Good. That's from his good. own Twitter. That's not, you know, edited or anything. That's, that's awesome. a picture he took at his own house on his own Twitter. <laughs> that's fantastic. He's like, this is it. This is who yep. I belong to be. I think, you know, what would be awesome, guys? All three. Come on. <laughs> Why not? I mean, we're getting three Peter Parkers. Why not get three miles? Exactly. We got three Peter Parkers. Give me three miles. Do it. There you go. Why there not? Go. And also, it's a great way of showing him aging up and still having given the chance to these amazing actors. So. All right. Moving on to our next role, we have uh, Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman. I'm again going to go first here. Olivia Wilde is rumored to be directing a Spider-Verse film led by a female character for Sony sometime in the next couple of years. It's heavily rumored that it is Spider-Woman, and I think she would be a great fit to play the title character. She can star and direct. That's just how awesome she is. I think that's that's my answer there. <laughs> That's all you got to say. That's all I have to say. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, come on. That'd be kind of, that's basically just, you know, Spider-Woman in a nutshell. She can do everything. So. She can do everything. <laughs> now, Caleb had some interesting picks that I wanted to uh, let her talk about. Yes. So I feel like, um, I feel like Alison Brie would be good physicality wise. I think that she would be a good almost like direct from comic translation mm -hmm. um but i would love to see honestly i'd love to see elizabeth banks and more of an action role in this and i i think she could bring that attitude and fierceness that would be needed because she is such a strong character but th there there are those softer sides of her that are vulnerable and i think that elizabeth could bring that over emotionally as well um i think that isla would be I think that she would be the, if you were to make like a Halloween costume version, she's who you'd put in the suit with the hair. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, I feel like if, if you're, if you're looking for purely for aesthetics, I feel like Isla would be fantastic. I still think she could bring that emotional side of it. I don't, I haven't seen her in enough action to really get an idea of that, but this could be her chance. And that's why I put her on the list. 
now you see me is a little bit but i agree we i would yeah. i would want to see more and yeah. then nat i mean alicia vikander we we all picked <laughs> we all picked beautiful women let me be honest but alicia alicia did prove herself with tomb raider like this woman in action chef's kid <laughs> and i come on who wouldn't want to see her in a spidey suit I want to see her in a Spidey suit. <laughs> Just hand it over, Marvel. We know the truth. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have Professor X. And this, again, is my pick first. Um, I'm going to shout out Boss Logic here. He is an <laughs> awesome artist who has done some official Marvel work, but he's also done a whole lot of fan art. Um, check out his Instagram. He's amazing. Uh, this is one of his. Um, I've also got several others of his in here. Uh, this is Mark Strong as Professor X. And this is actually a pick I stole from my father. Uh, he... Uh, he is a fantastic choice, I think. I'm shocked he's not in the MCU yet. Oh, Some yeah. people might notice that he looks familiar. He was Merlin in the Kingsman <laughs> series. Um, so he's already got that comic experience, and he can really play a cerebral type, and so I think he's perfect for Professor X. He's saying take me home and made grown men cry. I think he can handle what, what the role would have to dish out. I, yes. I heavily agree with this, even though it's not on my list. <laughs> Next up, we Speaking have of. Kate's pick. All right. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it. It's it's about time we add Liam Neeson to this role because, yes, we had him as Ra's al Ghul and Batman, and he's been in, in I, I mean, name a franchise he, he hasn't been a part of. You know, yeah, he's he's been in it, but I feel like if if you one, I think he'd be a good follow up to Patrick Stewart. I think he could withhold the idea of what Charles is supposed to look like and act like and be like. He's got the accent. He's got everything that you would need. He's got that. He, he's played so many wisdom based characters. I think he's just a natural fit for the role. I'd also just I'd love to see him be able to come in here and play a hero. <laughs> Because there's so many times where you feel like he's going to be, and then it's just like, no, <laughs> like, you know, Aslan doesn't count, but like, ah, uh, you know, and, and he's, he's done action with Taken, you know, he, the Taken franchise, really. Mm -hmm. um, I just think he would be an excellent addition to the cast. I think he'd be a natural fit. And then that's pick. It's also one that people have been doing some fan art of. Giancarlo Esposito. Giancarlo, is, yes. He is a big, yes, big everybody. buzz around the MCU right now. And people have fan cast him in several different roles. And I, I think I just like this one the best for him. He needs to be at it on it at this point. And the reason I picked him is because I really need him in a non-villain role. Like... <laughs> I'm he's just, so good at it though he's so, he's so good know, at being bad <laughs> but that's the thing now it just comes easy and i want to give this man a challenge your challenge give me professor x do it everyone's gonna expect him to be magneto but yeah no it'd be great no, to see him flip that, the role flip the twist script. in your head mm -hmm. i like it i'm here for it all right next up is magneto and this hey. is again my pick first um <laughs> this is Hang on. No, it's not. This is Nat's pick. This is yeah. Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons. Interesting. Just look at the man and think about it. Just think about it. Wouldn't he go great, like, in contrast with Giancarlo Esposito's, like, um, just acting ability? Like, it's just, 
I would see them all both in the screen and just be like, ah, yes, this is what I needed. I feel like they could have the same kind of uh, give and take chemistry that you get from Stuart and yes. McKellen. Yes, and, yes. And especially in such two iconic roles. Mm -hmm. I totally need that in these type of roles. And I feel like they could do it. Wouldn't that be amazing? Come on, guys. I can see him wearing the helmet for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, next up is Kate's pick. Love yeah. Amber. So, over here. Yeah, he's my first. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> he's, he's also been one that is a, a pretty popular pick online. So, Nikolai, I, I, oh, I just, I guess, this is my first Game of Thrones tie-in, and I'm honestly surprised. So, <laughs> I, I feel like Nikolai would be. <sighs> he has that way. Of, he's, ha he's had to play a character who held such honor. And I think the thing is, is I would love to actually see him in a role that is trying more emotionally and isn't as manipulated as much as now he has become the person in charge. He's the one calling the shots and he's the one who has the power to change everything. And it's going to come down to if he can step up or not. We didn't get that in Game of Thrones, so I want it in Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> And then my pick is actually Ralph Fiennes. I wish I could blow this up a little bit. Um, but, uh, I can, I can if see. If you can't see the picture, everyone who's watching the live stream, if you can't Just see move it, closer to the screen. Move closer to the screen or, or use your Google. Google him. <laughs> so the ability, guys, let's do it. Ralph Fiennes, for those of you who don't know, also played Voldemort. Uh, so we know he plays a great villain. Mm -hmm. uh, I can 100% see him putting on the helmet. I think he and Mark Strong would have a really, a really, really great chemistry. And they almost feel like two halves of the same coin. Interesting. All right. Let's do it. Can I can I throw something out there real quick? We didn't uh -huh. really get to talk about it. Now that I'm thinking about it, we don't know who Richard E. Grant is playing. I might I might add him to my uh, Magneto list because he's popping know. up in Loki. Yeah. So he's popping up in Loki, and Kane the Conqueror was my top vote, and that's obviously not that's, that's not happening the, now. That's out. out of well, the question. So not maybe, necessarily. Maybe. Not necessarily, because Kang the Conqueror appears in many different forms across the timelines. That's also fair. That's also fair. But yeah, so, but I, I had I had a feeling that it might have been Kane, and then they announced the casting for Kane, and I was like, oh nope, I'm wrong. But you know what? I might throw him into the Magneto pile too. Richard E. Grant. Alright, moving it. on, oh. we have Storm, and this is Kate's pick first. Yes, Deborah. So she has, okay, so here's the thing. I know people are going to at me because she's in Luke Cage. She plays Candace. I got that. Great. There has been talk about Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Daredevil, and so on and so forth, potentially being brought into the MCU via She-Hulk. Mm -hmm. I'm here for it. I actually think that that would be a great segue. Um, one, because all it would take is jennifer meeting matt <laughs> in work literally and that's all it would that's all it would take to tie those in plus then that ties the defenders to the avengers and gets other things other juices going um despite that i think that deborah would be a better fit forward i think that she has the acting chops capabilities i feel like it would have to be someone who can further prove that they're ready for a bigger step in their career and i think that this could be it for her Definitely. I feel that. I'm excited to see what happens. So this is Nat's pick, and we're going to talk a little bit more about Janelle Monae later. But, but I mean, 
you know, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Halle Berry, love you. Mwah, fantastic. But I mean, I think Janelle Monet can do it. I think she can take what Halle Berry gave us and just like ump it up, make it her own. And just, I mean, look how she looks. People want it. People do want it. She's all yeah, over she's the a, fan oh, art. Oh, yeah. She's like, a, you can't, she is a you big can't say no because everyone wants it. <laughs> <laughs> and then my pick is actually Asia Naomi King. She is oh, in oh. How to Get Away with Murder. If y'all have not seen it, you should because it is an excellent show. And those. All, the entire cast just has the acting chops and I would love to see her make the transition to big screen with love Storm. Maybe for it. I feel like she's that right age too if we're going for the more accurate timeline of Storm and T'Challa being, uh, I know, mm-hmm. you know, so there's, there's, several, there's several different ways that they can go with who Black Panther will be and still have Storm and Black Panther get married um i think i think it would be amazing if we made shuri canonically lgbtq and if she married a woman that would be fabulous i also there are definitely ways to make it happen yeah there's also there's also the rumor going around that au killmonger is going to come back from a universe where he actually ascended the throne and grew up in wakanda and his father did right by him and that he would come in and then become the Black Panther in the MCU universe. And so that would get us Michael B. Jordan back. And she is the right age to be married to Michael B. Jordan's character. And anyone would be like lucky to marry Michael B. Jordan. I, <laughs> and I feel like they, they both are able to, they, they are both able to adapt so well. But I really feel like these are the kind of people where you'd see at a party and everyone else would be kind of watching to see if they actually run into each other and how naturally they begin to speak. Because I feel like they would be a good a good pairing. Na- natural just, chemistry. Yeah, like, just that like, natural chemistry like of like, hey, you know what? We're going to throw these guys at a dinner party and see if they happen to start talking. And then if they do start talking, let's see how that goes. Yeah. Um, I feel like they, they they would pair well together. I think you can see them being together. And I think that that's a big important thing. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where I... <sighs> Sorry. There's so many opportunities that are going to be opening up that I would love to be able to see it. And again, you know, rest in peace to chat with Bozeman. I'm so sorry to his family and his friends um, and to his fans. It, nobody saw it coming. You know, we, we, we wish you all the best and we're going to miss T'Challa horribly, you know, and there's, there's gotta be a way to give hope back and to have people feel just as good as they did when Black Panther first premiered. The world was a happier place for that whole week following the premiere. There were people that were open to conversation. There were people who were so, I mean, literally in tears, crying in theaters because they finally felt a connection. And I feel like you have to have a strong cast that's going to come back up and follow up with with that so I think that it's it's really important whoever they cast and especially if we're starting to bring the X-Men and everything into the MCU mm-hmm. still honoring that while being able to say okay but now here's our future definitely 
All right, moving on, we have, this is our last one for this round, Dr. Doom. And this is my pick. His name is Luke Evans. Ooh, if you, trust know that if you don't know run. the man. <laughs> if you don't know the man, he's played many different roles. Gaston is his uh, big Disney claim to fame in the, uh, live in the, Hobbit. And the upcoming uh Gaston and LeFou spin-off series. He's also been in The Hobbit. He's also been in, you know, several other action-y movies. But I think he would play a great, great Doctor Doom. And I think age-wise, he fits the John Krasinski Reed Richards. And I think vibe-wise, they, again, feel like those two sides of the same coin thing that I just, I think, fits perfectly. That's what I have to say about that. <laughs> and then this is Nat's pick. I mean, do I, wrong, do I have to say anything else? Just he has done such amazing work, and it, it just oh my god, Mando, like give him something more to do. And he, he has the voice for sure. He has the voice. Let's just just do it. You know, and he knows, and he knows how to act more physically behind a mask. Like that's, and I, that is very important for a Doctor Doom. Period. That's true. You're gonna be wearing that mask all the time. You're right. <laughs> and then Kate's pick. No, hang on. Kate's nope. pick was Pedro Pascal. This is this was Matt Nat's other pick. Kate oh, yeah, also, I did also. I also had friend Pedro Pascal. That's Pedro right. was one of mine. Did you put my other one up there? Or is the afternoon? Um, I don't know. Did I do I have another pick from you for, for yeah. Dr. Doom? I'm hoping no. I have no I have shout another him pick. Out. Oh. No, go ahead. Shout him out because I didn't okay, put it. Okay, okay. So uh you know, I heard my boy was a follow-up for Captain America. Didn't wind up getting it. You know, there was some talk about him joining the MCU and some other titles. I'd love to see my man Jensen Eccles from Supernatural making his way to the MCU, and I'd love to see him as a villain. I know he's going over to the boys on Amazon, but I, I really feel like he'll be able to step up and he can join the Marvel Universe, but I'd love to see him in the role as an actual, like, full-fledged villain. I think it'd be great. That would be amazing. The fact that I didn't think about that, oh my god. No, I feel like <laughs> yeah, I mean with Supernatural off of his schedule, he's kinda Yeah. Opening back up. And yep. then that if you want to talk about your second pick here. All right, since you know, we're gonna talk about Matthew over here. <laughs> I will say that I think practically Marvel could put anyone under a mask and we would all still probably be impressed. But <sighs> there's just something about Matthew. Is it the voice? Is it the fact that I want to imagine him in the rest of the suit and not the mask? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's just like my imagination going like, take the helmet off. I mean, and then I'd be yeah. like, see, there we go. And also, I feel like if Krasinski is to, you know, be included in this, I think they would really good, do great on a scene. Like, That's on fair. Together. That's I fair. think they would do great. I buy that. Very fair. I can definitely see them together on screen. Yeah. I'd be like, yes, there it is. <laughs> Fantastic. Alrighty. And now our final round is called Pick a Role, where we have a list of actors either rumored to be talking to Feige and Marvel about a role or people that we would just love to see join the MCU that we've each picked a role for. So starting with 
Joseph Gordon-Levitt very recently linked to uh, talks with Marvel, like as in two weeks ago kind of thing. And Nat and I both, without talking about it, picked the same we person. didn't discuss this, but we were uh, like, this is the man for this. This is the man for our new Cyclops, I think. I yeah. love James Marston in the role in the original X-Men franchise, but I think if anybody's going to take this over, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's a great choice. It's and just... Then, yeah, I agree with you. We both picked him. Although, I, I think I was being careful not to pick, I was trying not to pick people who could potentially hop over. I think that's more of where I was going from it. But at the same time, I, I think he'd be a great Cyclops too. I think he'd be a really good fit. And then these are Caitlin's two, two choices. Yes. So I feel like he would be a great Namor or Gambit. Uh, reportedly... It had been, um, again, reportedly it had been rumored that Namor was going to be the villain in Black Panther 2 because of a comment that Okoye made in um, Endgame when she's debriefing Natasha. And she says something about, oh, an earthquake in the ocean. And Natasha's like, well, where are you going about it? She's like, Nat, it's an earthquake in the ocean. We do nothing. <laughs> we do nothing. Except that hints towards Namor. And again, there's nothing in Marvel movies that are there by accident. So I have a feeling that Namor's coming and I'd love to see JGL in it. Um, I also could very heavily see him in the role of Gambit, but I don't know if it's the right time for him. And that might be something that we don't see till phase five. Yeah, I I feel like with X-Men Origins Wolverine failing so hard with Gambit and then them attempting to do a solo movie with Gambit with Janning Tatum that then also got canned. I feel like Gambit's kind of got a curse on him right now. Like, don't touch him for the next, I don't know, five years. Phase four is not the time. Phase five. Just, like, push it back, maybe eventually. And I, JGL's got the Paul Rudd. He's got that that forever young curse. Yes. So, I mean, we love that. So I don't think we have to worry about wasting time. (laughs) And actually, Pedro Pascal is one of the ones that we wanted to talk about. So Mm -hmm. this is my pick. Most people are not going to recognize his picture. So this guy's name is Raul Bushman, also just known as Bushman. He is one of the main villains for Moon Knight. And I would love to see him play opposite his BFF Oscar Isaac. That would be so good. I... That would I'm be obsessed good. with this idea you know, that two of them in a property together is like yeah, my dream. Let's do it. And they're also really close friends. And so I think their chemistry on screen together as Bushman is a former employer of Mark Spector who then betrays him, mm. I think would be such a cool dynamic for them to play on screen. That would be fun. That would be fun. And besides... Doom. This is uh, I think Kate's choice. This is Kate's choice. Yes. Doctor Doom was was one of them because I, I like I said I feel like he would do well in that franchise. Um, we haven't seen Galactus and it's I, I mean I'm sorry it's time it, it's it's time for you know the Watchers it's time for all of that to come to a, a climax and for those to start to interconnect and I think that he's got he's got that if if you can just take you know what you have seen of galactus in the comics mm-hmm. and translate that to a live action pedro has what it takes to fit that role and i feel like he, he's one of the few people who could step into it and people aren't going to laugh <laughs> people aren't going to 
people aren't going to sit there and go, that's your villain. People are going to go, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what you want. You want people to be in the theater, <laughs> like Deadpool said, wearing the brown pants <laughs> and, and being like just completely both in awe and completely terrified. And I feel like he could, I feel like he could pull it off. You know what? I agree with you. And quite honestly, he could step on me happily. <laughs> and then this was Nat's pick, Raven. I will so if not too. Manoa, then why not Pedro? Come on, everybody. He's He's got the vibe. Look at him with that mustache and little bit like, ooh, yes. Give me that facial share. You know, just he also has, I know he has the potential of playing a good villain. And that's clearly proven by the and not to sit not I mean yeah. I, let's let's be real he is one of the if not the best part of Wonder Woman 1984 I'm just gonna say it he made any semblance of that movie likable and it I told my husband it is one of the first times I actually rooted and wanted to see the villain make it through it was one of the first times I've ever been to a movie and I'm like no 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 I want to see where he goes because yeah. he was Let's so see how far he takes it. Let's go. Yeah, it's like how yeah, far I agree with you, it. and that's I think why you know you can you saw him in the role. He clearly has the potential. Oh, I don't yeah. think Wonder Woman gave him enough what to work he, with. Like, no, oh, he, he didn't get enough to work with, and also just guys, he's got he's got it. Let's do it. Let's see him oh, in yeah. the role, and let's see him as a villain. Yep. Any choice for him is just great give him give him a role and he will take it and make it his entirely amen <laughs> next up we have zach efron and nat and i made the same pick here again uh this is another one of those lovely fan art pieces by boss logic um zach efron is human torch to john krasinski's mr fantastic and emily blunt's invisible woman i need work. it in my life i need it i could see him as emily's little brother i could totally see it it would I work could totally see it not oh, my sure. choice, but I can see it. <laughs> I mean, I'll be the first to admit, I love Chris Evans. I wish we could have him back. Oh, I know no one wants it, but no, I, I would want love it. it. I would love to. <laughs> I want the Avengers <laughs> to interact. Like, I want someone to go like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then be like, nah. And then he combusts for some reason. Like, the tr- <laughs> but Hilarious. I will admit that I think Zac Efron's got it. He he played a similar-ish character in um, freaking what's the lifeguard movie? Oh, Baywatch. Baywatch. <laughs> He's got the wit. He's, He's got, got the body. He Let's go it. it. And then Kate's pick. She had uh, two different All two right. different ones here. So this yeah. is adam warlock mm-hmm. which i feel like we got the tease of at the end of i mean that's obvious uh at the end of guardians of the galaxy volume two mm-hmm. um i feel like he would just be a natural fit for the role again he's taken on enough serious roles that i think we could take him seriously but he has enough of that wit that is natural especially with the guardians of taking and making levity out of this out of the heavy action pack and really kind of dark storylines for these characters and make again using comedy as levity in order to project the movie forward because otherwise they'd all just sit there and start crying and they wouldn't be able to do anything about it so i feel like he could keep up with that cast and i feel like you would need someone who's got a big enough name to keep up with it i also 
feel like it would be an excellent choice for Nova. And I actually, uh, I'm so torn on between Adam and Nova, but let me put it this way. Either way, I'm happy. <laughs> I feel like just put him, throw him in there. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Zach Efron's co-star, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Nat and I would also agree that we would love to see him as the thing. It's and for the jokes, everyone. It's yeah. for the jokes. Think because of the marketing. The thing is made of rap. Think oh. of the marketing. Dwayne like Johnson plays the thing. Like I said, I feel like Dwayne would look at this and he'd be like, you want me to be the thing? Yeah, let's make that happen. Like, Don't do it. <laughs> Given the and role, do it. Kate's pick, among others. I think that he'd be good in Juggernaut. I know we got Ryan Reynolds popping in in the role in, in uh, Deadpool 2, but I think that he would be an excellent, if not a very obvious choice for Juggernaut, but I also I kind of feel like I need to see this happen. Even if it's for Halloween one year, I need to see him as Juggernaut. <laughs> Dwayne, please, like, just, just do it. Mr. Rock, do it. Just do it. <laughs> Mr. The Rock, please. All right, going back a little bit to Janelle Monet. this mm-hmm. is, okay, so this is a different version, uh, a different universe, per se. Um, she is the daughter of Bishop here, but I would love to see Bishop in X-Men, gender bent to be female and I think Janelle Monet has the gravitas to pull that off oh big time um and I think she would totally kill it um Bishop is a big time traveler uh, so we uh definitely are gonna get some of that eventually I think oh, that's gonna be great that's um, we already talked a little bit about Nat's pick Janelle Monet for I Storm. don't have to repeat it you see it you want it Marvel Listen to your your fans. Come on, just a little. (laughs) And then Kate's pick, other than Storm, Uh, is for Cecilia Reyes. So the thing is, is that she's, I hesitate to say this. It's not that she's not well-known. It's that she's not considered what's called an Omega or an Alpha character, meaning she's not in an A-list casting. So I feel like if we're going to be bringing in and broadening the horizons and expanding the universe, I think that this would be a great chance to highlight some of the X-Men who we haven't seen over and over and over again. And I feel like Janelle is a powerhouse enough to bring a, a more side character in the comics forward and make the audience invested in other people that are also in this universe. Um, so I think that Janelle would kill it as, as Cecilia. Next up is Allison Bree, and she was rumored for She-Hulk for a long time, but the role went to Tatiana Maslany. I have her as the female Doc Ock. I'm for it. Terrifying. I would love to see female Doc Ock in live action, and I think she would be a great pick for it. Particularly, I mean, she already has the hair. Let's be real. (laughs) My hair is there. Let's do it. Uh, Nat's pick. Was this my pick? Yes. yes Madam Hydra. Madam Hydra. Just just look at her and tell me that she's not her. You know? Just just fair. She scares <laughs> me. I'm I, don't mad. I, didn't scares me. I don't know about you. Alison Bree just I look at her and I'm kind of afraid. And <laughs> because of that, I feel like she will take command of Madam Hydra. Like she will make me scared. I'm kinda mad she I'm kinda mad I didn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kate's pick was an interesting one. Yeah, so I think she'd be a great Hope Summers, a.k.a. Antichrist, in the X-Men series. So I feel it's, again, she has that commanding presence. Mm-hmm. And the whole the, the thing with Hope is, is that 
she's a character that you're both terrified of, but you're rooting for. And I think that she could translate that well, really, really, really well to the screen. Definitely. I agree. That's that's her in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, we have Millie Bobby Brown. And I've got an off-the-wall pick here. I think Ooh. she would make a great rogue. I was thinking about this. And while I love the older Morgan Stark idea, and I'm super on board for that realistically, I think she would make a great rogue. There's been rumors about rogue debuting in a phase four title, possibly Captain Marvel 2. And I think yeah, seeing her on screen with Brie Larson, Tiana Paris. Would yeah, that, would be a, that would be a match made to heaven. Right. I, I fully agree. I think she and Brie Larson would have great, great chemistry, particularly oh. if rogue plays an adversary initially. Which is the rumor is that yes. it's X-Men and they're going to initially start off as, a, as a, an apparent villain. Next up is Nat's pick. Oh, All right, so if I could, you know, just rewind time. <laughs> I would probably put her as Cassie Lang. Now, keep in mind, Mila Bobby, Bobby Brown is very busy, and I do think that she does need a break. She is just doing a lot and wonderful. How, and that's mostly why I feel like she can't really have such a big role. And I feel like Cassie Lang would have fit her great. However, after Kate mentioned the idea of her as Morgan Stark, I can't unsee it. So I know it just, I it, just it. It, it looks and feels right. I didn't <laughs> have a great picture to juxtapose, so I don't have her as Morgan Stark up here. That's but I do have Kate's other pick. My other All pick right. is Squirrel Girl. So my thing is, is that. I, there's been a huge pull online for Anna, Con- uh, Anna Kendrick to play Squirrel Girl because she, let's be real, IRL would definitely pass as Squirrel Girl. Um, I would not be shocked if I walked through Manhattan and watched her running around with a bushy tail and just <laughs> squirrels. I, I think she would, but I think she'd be having a ball with it. Um, okay. I think that Millie would be a good younger choice since the role is more of a teenage role in the comics traditionally. Though Anna is very talented and could definitely be passing, I think that it'd be better to invest in a younger actress. And I think that Millie Bobby Brown could step up to that and make her an interesting and multidimensional character while not completely overbearing the screen with her star power. I think that she would just bring extra to the table by not being front and center, but by being a powerhouse to, again, come up behind and make the broader universe more interesting for people who are not as affluent to marvel comics um you know she's been in more of the recent animated series including marvel rising um but she's not as well known as they could be so i think that again she needs or they need a a more of a star-powered actor actress in order to fill these type of roles to make people invested no yeah i agree and then last but not least we have stephanie beatrice from brooklyn 99 or just this is Kate's pick. Yes. I'm sorry. You cannot look at these two and not say, yep. <laughs> I know. You just can't. She's incredibly Aurora. And her, you know, non-superhero name is Jeanne Marie. And she's uh, just, I feel like she could be that tie-in that we weren't expecting, but we, but we need. And that will help to propel more and more storytelling um i also think that you know stephanie would be a great addition to marvel in general she's obviously comedic having been on brooklyn 99 and one of <laughs> one of the more delightful characters to have followed throughout the series um she can stand on her own and she doesn't 
she doesn't need support in order to do that. In order to bring a character like Aurora alive, I think that she would be able to nail it in the first try. I'm going to skip over Nats real quick and go to my pick, um, White Tiger. Uh, her name uh, outside of her superhero character is Ava Ayala, and she is one of the most badass Latina heroes that uh, I have seen in Marvel Comics. And I think, uh, again, that would open up kind of uh, another bridge to storytelling, including some of the X-Men that I particularly like that are underrated, including Tigra, including Dazzler. And uh, I think they would make a really cool, maybe even a girl group. Like, I would be down for this. (laughs) And then... I'm going to let Nat fangirl for a hot minute because I know how much she loves Stephanie. I'm also here for this. Stephanie can be anyone in the MCU. Anyone. Anyone. I just... Step on me. Anyway. (laughs) I just can't not see her as... Okay, I can see her as multiple roles, but Spider-Woman has been on top of my head since the beginning of this live stream. If you have made it this far, you know I have not stopped thinking about Spider-Woman. She's the reason why. Just do it. Give me something different, Marvel. Give me a little pizzazz. And I just, honestly, just, yeah. Queen. Oh, yeah. Just 10 out of 10, she could do it, and it would be great. So that about wraps it up for the casting call, and I think we are going to get uh, Chris back in. I I took a little micro nap and watched you on my TV, and you were all (laughs) wonderful, and I agreed with everything you said. We've had we've had some comments. Uh, I look forward fully to responding to them later on after the live stream about some various different casting opinions um, it, from uh, both my father and from Nat's husband. So uh, in the chat, I want to hear what opinions have changed and why, and if you have better ones. Because yes. I'm always, always, always looking for what people feel like is going on. Because there might be someone that I'm not paying enough attention to. I, I need to be looking. I need to be. I need to be on their Twitter. <laughs> I am not a casting director. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Hey, this could be my my shining moment. Marvel may see this and be like, "Oh, thank that's you, a, oh, thank you, Steven. Oh, thank you." Uh, but, I can't believe uh, anyone watched this long. That's incredible. I know. Thank you guys for sticking around. Yeah, this, this turned out to be way longer than we expected. We're sorry, but, but also, like we're not sorry at all. No, <laughs> no, no this, this, this is made for Twitch. <laughs> we're gonna talk later we'll have to figure something out because this is too good to to stop here this is too good yes. we may have to do a weekly like, two? wandavision after show maybe oh. i mean i'll give you my opinions <laughs> <laughs> we can do a live tweet we need to do that yeah, <laughs> well i'm doing it we're doing the live tweet of uh oh, yeah. the so, on Thursday. i will kind of slide us right into the let the people know where you can find them segment yeah. Um, so like I said, I'm the co-host of the Defining Disney podcast. This Wednesday, we drop our very first episode of season two. We are going to be discussing The Lion King and spoiler alert, it enters the top three. So y'all better be out there listening. We've also just recently launched our Kofi subscription. We're dropping our first bonus content on that service later this month, uh, an interview with uh, Jerusha Cavazos, a uh, Broadway 
actress and former cast member as well. She was part of Festival of the Lion King, which is the stage version of the show at Animal Kingdom. Um, she was also part of the original Broadway cast of The Prom. Uh, she's also a close personal friend of Nicole, my co-host. So uh, we are very excited to have her for our very first bonus episode uh, on our Kofi subscription. It'll be available to Kofi members this month in January, and then next month in February, it will drop to the public. Um, but then Thursday night, we are doing our next hashtag DDP Watch Night, which all of these lovely people have been a part of uh, in, in past weeks. Um, this week, we are going to be watching Lady and the Tramp at 8 p.m. Eastern. And Chris Reppel is actually going to be guesting on the episode for Lady and the Tramp. So we're very <laughs> excited to have him on board. And then uh, Friday night, you can catch me in a completely different role. I'm also the lead gymnastics correspondent for chomptalk.com, a Florida Gators athletics blog. And I will be live blogging the Florida Georgia rivalry night on Friday night. So 7 p.m. Catch me in front of a television watching the SEC network. Um, my Twitter is down below at my cluttered desk. You can also find me um, at a cluttered desk on Instagram, or um, you can find me at Defining Disney Podcast on Facebook, or I also have a travel agent page, which is Caroline Medley Freeman Travel Pixie. Um, and yeah, I do all the things. It's great. <laughs> does it all. I didn't know you remember all that. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I have all the things to plug. It's fine. And I have a day job. <laughs> What a wonderful, wonderful woman. <laughs> Kate, now where I can find you. Oh, okay. So for me, uh, you can find me at Twitter at Kate of VV. That's K-A-I-T-O-F-V-V. Sorry about that. Um, I am, like I said earlier, the lead entertainment and news writer for Chip & Co. The blog. Uh, you can find us at chipandco.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Just put in Chip & Co. You'll find us. I'm also the chief creative officer of my own company, Variant Ventures, um, who we, we're we looking to build the TTRPG community. Um, and one of the things that we love to do is be able to showcase uh, indie developers and gamers. We do game reviews. Uh, we look at different companies that are TTRPG themed and help to gain the exposure for them. We're newer ourselves, but the whole goal is we're trying to create more community outreach so that way we can introduce people like Chris to D&D who yeah. never had the time. So we would love to be able to do that for you. And um, you can check us out at variant-ventures.com. We're also on social media. If you look up Variant Ventures, you'll see us. Uh, Twitter, it's Variance Venture. Um, darn Twitter handles that could take in. But uh, everything else, you should be able just to look up Variant Ventures and you can see what we've been doing. We have a blog. We post five times a week, uh, sometimes six. <laughs> and we're going to be creating even more content coming soon. Wow. Y'all busy. <laughs> we busy. Anyway, where they can find you, Nat. You can find me at, at honeybun underscore Nat, as it shows underneath. Uh, I am going to be starting actually Twitch streaming. So if you want more gaming content um, and just want to cozy up with a couple snacks and watch me rebuild Duckburg and Animal Crossing, yes, I'm yeah. I was going to tell you, so I saw, I saw your Insta post about that earlier and I was like, yes. it's that you're talking with me and Kate tonight because we also play Animal Crossing. I just got it for Christmas and we should stream together and be blessed. That would be yeah. fantastic. Oh my God, I would love that. But yeah, yeah. I'd watch that. Um, 
I I have the creation of Duckbird coming up on Twitch and later to be posted on YouTube. Um, you can find me again at honeybun underscore nat on Twitter and Instagram. I managed to grab them both. So honestly, just watch me create art, create content. Just she's also drawing something there. every single day of 2021. Yes. I am. Yeah, I'm an amazing artist, and y'all should go for it. I've decided to do that challenge. So watch me post. I'm gonna actually be posting a bunch of old art that I had gathered up this past few days um, over at uh, my Instagram. So you can watch me as I create one piece of art every single day for the year 2021. Yes, that is impressive. Here for it, <laughs> Chris. Tell the people where they can find you. I'm not nearly as busy as you all, but pretty. <laughs> Uh, so you can find uh, I host the podcast Let's Chat with Chris Rebel, which we interview. I interview sit down with people from the worlds of uh, punk rock, podcasting, and pop culture. Uh, on top of that, I'm the chief creative of, chief creative officer of uh, Let's Chat Media with Bree, who had popped on earlier, and we are now putting our full force into our new uh, Let's Chat Club, which is a paid membership, and then comes with different services. And uh, anyone wants to talk about that, hit us up because that's actually how Caroline and I met, and one of our club members, and we do a lot of really fun stuff across the internet. And uh, make it easy, Bree, again, who popped on here, uh, made our wonderful website, letschatpodcast.net, everything right there. And uh, Twitter is at Let's Chat, and Instagram at Let's Chat Rebel. Um, I cannot thank you all enough. And hats off to Caroline, who really picked up this idea and ran with it yes. and made it into something bigger, better, and more beautiful than I ever could have. So, and Caroline. thank you all for being here and making thank this you. possible. I this this would be really silly if I were doing it by myself. It's way more yes. fun and way more sane with Chris. It would feel much more red stream theory. It would be ten times worse. <laughs> yeah, it would be. Oh, thank you all so much for joining us. I can't the people even made it to the end. This is uh it, it warms our hearts. Thank and, you so uh, much. Have a good rest of your evening, everyone. Let me just hit the end. Bye guys.